What's up, Bowie fam? We are here with episode 102 of the Chick Foley Show. Let me start by introducing the star of the show, Chick Foley. What up, Boose? And we got the MVP up in Massachusetts, Marco. Marco, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good, man. Awesome week of wrestling. I think we had arguably the show of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good TV so far this week. Lots of interesting stuff happening. A lot of stuff for us to discuss tonight. Uh, before we go any further, though, let's tell them where they can find you guys on social media. So you can find me at Chick Foley on Instagram. This is Chick Foley talking, obviously. Um, and you can find the MVP Marco Denton on Twitter at Chick Foley Show. And once again, we want to thank all of our listeners out there for their continued support. Um, we see it. You know, we see the love coming in for the show. We really appreciate you guys. And just keep that support going. We're going to keep trying to grow this thing and make this better and better for you guys for the rest of this year and beyond. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about, though, is that we mentioned last week, we got some kind of random international listeners. You know, we get a ton of love in Canada, a ton of love in the UK, and then it's kind of, you know, shotgun scattered around the rest of the world where we have listeners at. But uh, we mentioned it, and luckily one of them happened to, to pick up on it and reach out. We ta- uh, Sheena, tell us about our, our friend in Germany that's a big fan of the show. Yeah, so Daniel Rao, I think that's how you say his last name, Daniel Rao, um, slid into my DMs and he said, Hey, Sheena, regarding your international listeners, I'm one of them. Sending you this from Germany. I'm a 37-year-old filmmaker, lifelong WWE fan, and longtime Chick Foley Show listener. Have a have a nice day. So we were we started just talking back and forth. Um, he said he loves Marco. He loves Marco's impressions. So it was really super cool to get to chat with um, Daniel. Know that he's like all the way over in Germany listening to the Chick Foley Show. So Daniel, if you're listening to this, like thank you so much for hitting me up. It like seriously made my day. Yeah. So pretty cool. So anybody else that's out there and some of the other uh, random countries, you know, like. Uh, France, Greece, some of these other places where we got uh, the more scarce support at. You know, we'd love to hear your story. I'm here where you're listening. I, I got a feeling our guy in Greece is WWE figure artist. That's, yeah. Uh, um, you know, we've, we've bought a ton of custom belts from him over the years. So I'm thinking that he's starting to share our show with some of his friends because we do have a growing contingent. We started with like two or three, and I'm noticing there's a couple of dozen people every uh, every week that are listening out of Greece. So uh, besides, yeah, uh, yeah besides yeah. Canada and the UK, I think Greece is our next most popular uh, country. So yeah, Daniel's Daniel's uh, Steve Austin, Bret Hart, and Owen Hart, Mark. So I mean, he's definitely our kind of people. You know, oh, yeah, definitely. So Dan, thanks for reaching out. And again, any other international Foley fan members, drop us a line, and we'll talk to you, or we'll talk about you here on the show. So. Uh, Sheena, tell them about our new Patreon members we got. So we had four new patrons this week. So super excited. Uh, we got Norman Ro- uh, Roguez. Uh, he, he signed up as Norman Bates on Patreon, which I was like really hoping that was like his actual name was Norman Bates. But uh, it's Norman Roguez. So thanks for, for joining us, Norman. Eric- Speaking of uh, international Foley fam, he's actually based out of Mexico City. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's uh, he's joining us from Mexico City. So we, and I also have Eric from Ottawa. So it's Eric Ducharme is, uh, is his name. And then we got a couple of guys that we absolutely love. Uh, we got Brendan Gustador Donahue and he's Gustador at Gustador on Instagram. Um, he makes custom titles figures. Like he's just, he's just the man. He's made so many custom titles for us. Yeah. He's part of the, uh, the triple threat of custom belt makers along with WWE figure artists who we mentioned earlier and then forbidden figurines. So yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really great stuff from Gustador. He currently has got going through the ECW series right now, so he's got the tag belts and the ECW TV title on there. If you're going to complete your uh, your Rob Van Dam elite, 
Yeah. And uh, lastly, uh, our buddy, Mike Jack, um, you guys probably know him at Fig Heel um, on Instagram and YouTube. If you if you don't know who he is, if you don't recognize at Fig Heel, you would definitely recognize his little his figure museum that he has. It's like the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Like every time I see pictures of it, it's like so oddly satisfying. Everything looks so beautiful. Um, And he's going to actually be on Ted Wrestling for Sales, Wrestling Collectors next week. So make sure you go over there and subscribe. And he's going to talk about all of his figures and stuff. So I definitely want you guys to check that out um, and then go back and check out my episode as well yeah so the foley fam's growing every week it's a ton of fun like i said if, if nothing else if you're not interested in the bonus content because there's so much stuff already out there the facebook group i, I promise you guys you'll get your money's worth it's a dollar a month we have a blast in there yeah. um a lot a lot of you know like tag teaming on figure hunts and stuff but then it's just a lot of great discussion on wrestling and and everything so it's a ton of fun i love checking in every day see what's going on in there so Definitely hit it up. You can find the links on uh, Sheena's Instagram page, or you can go to chickfoleyshow.com. And speaking of the Foley fam, we're going to start a new segment of the show next week. Yeah, we're going to start a Foley fam spotlight segment. So, you know, we're going to reach out to a different member in the community each week and have them share a little bit about their collections, their wrestling fandom, and we're going to share it with you guys here on the show. So just to get to know our Foley fam a little bit better, because we have some amazing, amazing people in there and show you how to connect with them. Because I know there's a lot of people out there, um, you know, and if you're a wrestling fan and you're not surrounded by wrestling fans, um, you want to meet some good people, like connecting with the the members of our Foley fam. Like they're they're just awesome people. So we're going to spotlight a few of those here throughout the next several weeks. So uh, stay tuned for that. And reminder that we have the Lucha Thing contest giving away an Elite 75 Callisto. We're going to announce the winner of that a little bit later on. And we're also going to be giving away the Andre the Giant uh, WrestleMania celebration figure. So so stay tuned for the Go Figure segment later on today. And we'll be announcing winners and giving details for our other upcoming giveaways. And now it is time to head inside the squared circle. This is where we talk about all the news in and around the squared circle in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, we do this with the Chicks Top 6, going through the six big stories of the wrestling world for that week. But first, I want to let you know that this segment is brought to you by Homage. So, you know, tell them a little bit about our new partnership we got with the guys at Homage. Yeah, so Homage reached out um, recently. They just hit us up in the DMs um, and said they would love to partner with us. They love what we do. Um, you know, they, they've seen our other brand partnerships and stuff. And, you know, we're huge homage fans like you know even the before softest tees. yeah the softest tees in the world you've heard us talk about them here before we ever even started chick foley we, we were on we were on homage so um they reached out we're going to be posting links we're going to get early access to like their uh drops and stuff like that so we'll be able to let you guys know like what, what's what's coming down the pipeline and stuff like that and we'll be posting links to it with all their sales and everything uh, it'll help support the show so definitely support homage they have the like amazing stuff they just dropped these new crew neck t- uh, crew neck sweatshirts um that are like look amazing the nwo one looks so sick it's too sweet yeah too sweet <laughs> yeah so uh definitely hit it up you know be on the lookout for more and more uh content coming from that and and you should because it helps support the show and it helps get you some awesome merch so let's get right to it Our number six story of the week full gear is now in the rear view um i got my thoughts but i'll go last Sheena, what were your overall thoughts on the show well wait wait before we go any further we do need to announce that sheena uh successfully defended Woo! her chick foley show prediction championship so <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Marco, that, you Marco. need to uh, you, you need to rep for the fellas, man. It's it's you got a pretty epic losing streak going now on these show predictions. <laughs> don't don't worry, the Survivor Series is coming up. Uh, That's but, what uh, the heel husband warned me. He said Survivor Series it's is a a wild such card. a wild card, dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 There, there's no rhyme or reason for those winners on the Survivor Series. No, show, exa- so. Exactly, and that's what I'm going for. And and uh, we had we had to talk about this uh, earlier in the week, Sheen and I, about like uh, picking picking with your heart. Yes. So that, that's, yeah, so that's out the window. I got to go a little bit hailish 
and I got to think with logic. And uh, yeah. I think I think our Survivor Series is the uh, is the turnaround. Don't worry. We'll yeah, see. That, that, that Eddie, that Eddie Kingston going. pick that you picked with your heart, man, it got you. <laughs> I, it got you. He pulled out my heartstrings. What do you What do you want me to do? No, I gotta, <laughs> so I, let's I, get back to it, uh, Sheena. What were your overall thoughts on the show? I thought it was. I, I mean, you kind of touched on it at the top of the show, but I thought it was probably the best pay per view of 2020 that we've seen so far. I mean, just top to bottom, the show was exciting. It was fun. I felt like the pace they kept it moving. You know, no matches were like you know too long. Um, I loved having the quick little, you know, the cinematic experience to kind of break things up. Um, I, th- I thought the pay-per-view as a whole was great. Marco? Yeah, same here. The The pacing of it was really, really, really done well. Um, there were really no slow spots in it at all uh, that I can think of. Uh, I was pretty entertained throughout the whole the whole show. Yeah, they did, they did a phenomenal job with the presentation and everything. Just I, I was looking at the set. And it reminded me of the early uh, WWE WWF um, sets where they had like the like they had the full gear they had, like the gears um, yeah. giant gears on the side and stuff like that and it just brought me back and I said man I wish uh, WWE would do that a lot more often but uh, yeah no, I was thoroughly entertained by this show yeah I think it was easily the the best show of 2020 and I have to go back it's been a while since I've seen a show that good the, the big matches all all delivered how how we expected them to and then the 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 matches that were a little bit less high, they were all entertaining as well. So mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was an outstanding show. If I had one critique, I'd probably say that I think the Bucks and FTR probably should have main evented. I think yeah, it would have a little bit more it. of a uh, mm-hmm. a main event feel than than Mox and Eddie Kingston. But you know that's just a small gripe. I, I thought the whole show w- was amazing, and I'm just really excited to see where they go from here. You know it w- it was uh, it was just a hell of a show. So uh, what was you guys match of the night? Um, I'll go first. I mean, I think, I think the Bucks versus FTR was definitely my match of the night. I just thought the storytelling was really great. Um, just every, I, I loved the, the part where, you know, cash kind of gets, he's, he's trying to do anything that he can to win. Right. So he goes for that 450 flip and, you know, misses and, you know, they're, they're not flippers, you know, like they say all fists, what's it all fists, no flips or no, yeah. no flips, all nope. fists or yeah. something like no that. No flips, just fists. No flips, just fists. That's right. Um, and then, you know, that, that helped the young bucks get the win. Um, I, I thought it was awesome. And then reading a little bit more after the, the match, you know, I was going kind of reading the review and everything. And did you realize that their gear was representative of the Celtics and Lakers? Yep. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, they, um, you know, they just the the FTR was playing the role of the the Celtics, and then you know they had the the Lakers come back and get the victory, and it was kind of you know perfect timing because you know the Lakers just won and the Dodgers, so LA's having a hell of a year. So I thought it was pretty cool to pay homage that way. Marco, what was your match of the night? Um, yeah, I'd probably say the Bucks as well, but um, I'm going to go a little bit left and go with the uh, the cinematic match. The uh, the Alicia oh, wow. match was uh, it was awesome. I was, I was thoroughly entertained by that match. It had it had Gangrel in it. Yeah, Gangrel made an appearance as well as the Hurricane for no apparent reason. Just they <laughs> both just showed up. Yeah, um, I, say, I, know, I, I had zero expectation of seeing Gangrel on Saturday. <laughs> exactly. I had to like I had awesome. to like shake my head and be like, Am I really? Like, is this what I'm seeing right now? Is that really Gangrel? And sure enough, yeah, and he really is a vampire because he pretty much looks the same. He doesn't look like he aged at all which is kind of crazy but um yeah and even had senior benjamin and people pop when uh uh senior benjamin was uh, uh showed up on the screen so i, I really enjoyed that match it, it kind of like closed that chapter of the uh the sammy matt hardy feud um i would hope so yeah, yeah and i like the uh basically murdered sammy oh yeah and i like the uh i like the hardy boys uh spots they were doing too with the 
you know, the swanton off the ladder and um, mm-hmm. twist of fate and all that stuff. It was actually, I enjoyed that match. I was, that was a, that was a surprise. That was a, like a sleeper match for me. Um, yeah, that's pretty funny. Funny that you mentioned that because um, in the Bucks and FTR match, they were kind of paying homage to the uh, Hardy Boys too. They were you know doing the Twist of Fate, uh, Swan yeah. Top Bomb, and then they were, obviously they did like the Heart Attack and the Steiner Drop and all kinds of stuff. So I, I thought the that Death Drop, they had DIYs finisher. Yeah, the, the DIY, yeah. and I love the Stereo Sharpshooter too. And I, it was kind of reminiscent of their match with DIY when they were like holding hands so that they wouldn't tap out. I thought that was a really cool callback. And they actually said DIY on AEW television. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Like, they're like, oh DIY. And I was like, wait a minute, did they just say DIY on AEW? That was so weird. But yeah, that cinematic match was was really, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I was thinking it could possibly be a train wreck, but it ended up being pretty awesome. Yeah, I uh, I think I'd probably have to go with Kenny Omega and Adam Page for my favorite match of the night. That was just match. an awesome match. Um, you know, Hangman gave it his best, just came out just a little bit short. I think there was a lot of meat on the bone for the rematch when that whenever that happens down the road, but great match and, and again the cool thing about the show is that we all three had three different uh matches of the nights and none of them seemed like a bad pick so yeah i gotta to- go with honorable mention though to uh mox and kingston with him pouring that alcohol like that straight alcohol oh, yeah thumbtacks well, like, he was brutal. just uh, disinfecting it for him. that's what i said i was like it's a covid friendly match you know he was trying to make sure that everything was uh was sanitary you know but i like even when he <laughs> That, you know, it just made my skin crawl because I could like feel the burning, you know, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. you know, was there anything that kind of missed the mark or didn't connect for you guys? Uh, I can't really think of anything. I'm trying to think of like the, if there was any outcomes that I thought would have should have been. I thought the women's match was still kind of lacking. There was just, you know, the in-ring action was OK, but there was just kind of no. No electricity to it. No juice. It seemed like they. It seemed like that was a match that was on the show because they felt like they had to have a women's match on the show. True, and we saw that they really didn't. There was no importance to that at all because on Dynamite there was literally no mention of any of the, that fallout. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was there like they didn't have anything that would make you think like, oh, that was important. What happened on um, Full Gear? So yeah, you know, I know we bag on the the women's division of AEW here a lot, um, and that's not our intention. I hope they get good, but it's yeah. just. It's just not right now. So yeah, Any, anytime the women are on the screen, I'm, I don't have very high expectations. So I think I've tempered my expectations to the point where it's, I'm not really disappointed. I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, yeah. that's what, that's what my expectations are. Yeah. The only, the only thoughts I had during that match was like, I would love Sheeta in NXT to mm-hmm. face like Io Shirai and, and yeah. like Tony Storm and all of them. Like she's definitely a, a talent that, uh, that I think needs like some better competition. Yeah. that uh, the AEW doesn't have right now, but they might have in the future. Who knows? But right now she needs, she needs that. She needs that caliber of wrestler like her. And there's not much in AEW right now. And that's not a knock. That's a straight that's up a fact. That's yeah. a shoot. <laughs> All right. So we'll go to our number five story of the week. Going from a women's division that's struggling to a women's division that is on fire. So Sasha and Bailey had their rematch for the SmackDown Women's Championship on Friday night on SmackDown. The numbers came in. 2.5 million people watched that match. It was the most watched match during the uh, the pandemic era, you know, since it started in, in mid-March. Um, so clearly it's a ton of interest in those two's feud. We saw Sasha finally successfully defend her belt. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on, on the match, on the big rematch? Um. I mean, I thought the I thought the rematch was awesome. I mean, anytime we've we've talked about it before, anytime Bailey and Sasha are together, it's gonna be it's gonna be magic. You know, they're they're gonna put on a show. Um, I didn't like the fact that 
I mean, I guess I, I guess I shouldn't say I don't like it. Carmella came out and, um, you know, it's going to be, looks like it's going to be her next feud, her next challenger. Um, I don't hate it. I'm just not super excited about it, but I do think it's a good cool off from Bailey. Cause I, I, you know, WWE, sometimes they get something that's hot and they'll just freaking run it into the ground. You know what I mean? So I'm glad they're giving Bailey and Sasha like a little bit of a, a cool off period. Um, you know, before they like ultimately, you know, go, go back at it. Um, so, I don't know. I think I think she's a credible enough opponent. You know, she's a former Miss Miss Money in the Bank. Um, she had a significant championship yeah. run whenever she cashed in. She held that SmackDown championship for a long time. True. I she mean, held she held off Oscar. You know, she beat Oscar a couple times. Yeah. She. I mean, like I said, she's she's good. Um, I just think I don't know what this new character gimmick like what it's got in store. Um, but I think it's a good way. I, I think her they're going to have some good matches, and it's a great way for Sasha to build some championship momentum. Um, you know, as she's like picking off the women's division to kind of give her her title run some meaning you know yeah i think uh you know i wouldn't sell carmela short she was really just hitting her stride i remember thinking when she you know she lost the belt in that triple threat with becky and charlotte when becky finally turned heel at SummerSlam 2018 and i just remember watching that match thinking carmela had finally really hit her stride with the belt you know so it's kind of took her two years to get back in the the title picture but i think she's going to give sasha a run for money she should be a pretty interesting feud again i think a lot is going to depend on the direction that her new character takes like like you mentioned, um, where do you think Bailey goes from here, Marco? Um, I think she I think she sticks around. I'm not sure she's going to be in the title picture. Um, they'll probably cool her off from that. Um, but I think uh, there's a lot there's a lot of new ladies on there to for her to feud with. So I'm interested in her and getting some uh some new some new feuds like a Bianca Belair maybe. Um, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, you think she's going to join the uh, Survivor Series team? Uh, that's a possibility too. She could be on the uh, Survivor Series team, um, but yeah, I'm, I, I think they're going to keep her out of the uh, probably keep her around, like you know, lingering around like Sting uh, back in the WCW <laughs> days, just up in yeah. the rafters, looking on. But uh, she'll definitely be around that championship pitcher, but uh, I don't think she'll have her hands in it anytime soon. I think um, it's her time to either like take a break or be find some new blood to. To, to boost up so and, I, and, and bailey's so, definitely good for I, that i got some thoughts on that you know i think you got the new blood thing right uh what i think is you know bailey she she got caught up in what was it late 2016 uh her her main roster runs been kind of hit or miss you know up and down i don't think it ever, i don't think it ever really delivered on the hype she had coming out of nxt yeah. until she won the belt last year you know and had that that year-long run with the belt um, I think it's time to go back home for a little bit, go back down to NXT. You know, there's really nothing for her to do on the main roster now that we finally see the big feud with Sasha happen. NXT has, without a shadow of a doubt, the best women's division in the world right now. And let's just take it over the top. You know, it's already on fire with with Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, you know, Candice LeRae, all these amazing wrestlers down there. Ember Moon, you can keep going on and on. Why not throw some more gasoline on the fire and let's see Bailey go down there for for a short run in NXT before she comes back up for WrestleMania season? I, I'd, I'd be down be, for that. I think it'd be really yeah. interesting in a in a way. To, also, you know, it's a business. At the end of the day, it'd be a good way to to boost the ratings and help out against AEW. That's true. Yeah, they see they see Bailey's a draw. You know, so yeah, uh, yeah I agree. They might. That'd, that'd be a good move. I wouldn't be mad at that. All right, let's stick with NXT for story number four. Leon Ruff is the North. American champion. So we're about 
a little over 24 hours since this went down. I'm still kind of scratching my head on what the hell just happened. Marco, I think you're a little bit more familiar with this guy than, than uh, me and Sheena. Yeah, I got, a co- I got a comment from Marco. What did he, on, on the? I made a post about this, and I said, WTF, Leon Ruff, who? And then Marco writes, <laughs> what do you mean? You've got to recognize. Yeah, so what, what do we need to recognize? Tell, tell us about this guy, Marco. What do we need to know about Leon Ruff? Um, so, he, so if you guys do remember, he was a... Uh, he was uh, carrying crosses. Carrying. He was carrying crosses. A uh, squash match the first time. I'm not sure if you guys remember that. So he was. He was. I, the did, first. I don't remember it being him. No. I mean, I yeah. remember carrying coming out and like squashing. But you know, yeah. I'm not used to paying attention to the the squash. That's why you had to recognize he's been in the ring with greatness. All right. <laughs> carrying cross. Former former NXT champion by Ann. Uh, Leon <laughs> Ruff is in the ring with. Uh, no, he's uh he's actually in Evolve too. Um, he was a tag team uh, champion of all, right? Yeah. That's what, uh, so he, you know, he's actually really good. Um, I'm, I don't know why they did this like goofy character where he just gets squashed and stuff like that. Um, that's been his gimmick since he's been in NXT. Um, and I think if you've been following, uh, obviously following NXT long enough, you know that's his gimmick. And and him winning last night was just like, oh my god, it actually had he actually won something. I'm yeah. not sure where they're going with this, but. Um, he actually is really good. If you see, like, uh, he has a lot of independent stuff on on YouTube, not in Evolve, but just a uh, different, different. He's kind of like, um, like a Rich Swan type of, like a like athlete, if you want to say, like a lot of high flying and stuff like that. So he actually is really good. Um, if they let him, if they let him go, but uh, well, they're probably I mean, not going to let him. Be an NXT period. I mean, you, you got to be at a certain level of performance. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like they're not just going to pick just you know Joe Schmo off the street. Um, I did. I did appreciate that when uh, Damian Priest raised his hand up, that the the belt fell down, and Triple H making light of it, and literally uh, tweeting out saying, "That's why we don't call them belts." <laughs> uh, I, I thought that. I thought That's that was funny. pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, I definitely did not see it coming at all. Mm-hmm. It was a hell of a crucifix he put on. It was a sweet crucifix he put on to pin Johnny Gargano. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. I think you'd get a pretty, you'd get about even money if you put the over under on his title reign is one week. You know, I gotta imagine uh, Johnny's gonna get that belt back and become a three time champ sooner rather than later. Um, Marco, you think this is the biggest upset in wrestling history? Oof, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'd have to. I have to go back in the archives. Right now, it's in, in recent memory. You don't, got, you don't got to go back very far. You just go to uh, Fiend Goldberg or, you know. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, I don't, uh, I'm not sure that was enough. That was like a given. People knew that was going to happen with Goldberg. You knew gonna, he's going to squash a Fiend. Um, yeah, we're, t- we're talking kayfabe upsets here. Not, uh, yeah, yeah. Not um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a definite thing. But uh, in, in recent memory, yeah, it's a big upset. I can't think of anything Right now, I was like, there's only two out of really all wrestling history. The thing about it is, typically in wrestling, it's not an upset because, for the most part, you know, the thing I think we kind of like about it is the familiarity in it, and you kind of know what the story beats are going to be, and it's just fun seeing them play out. But the two I could think of is obviously the classic where one, two, three kid beat Razor Ramon mm-hmm. on yeah. uh, Raw mm-hmm. back in, I believe that was 1993. Um, that one w- was, you know, a shocker. I think that's probably the, mo- the sentimental favorite. But another huge upset was in. May of 2017, Jinder Mahal defeats Randy Orton for the mm. World Championship. Remember, Jinder had just been a straight-up jobber on Raw. He gets drafted over to SmackDown, wins uh, just basically a random six-pack challenge match to become number one contender, and next thing you know, he's beating Randy Orton. So I think that one came out of nowhere. I don't think anybody could have predicted that, that Jinder was actually going to be a WWE champ. So those are yeah. the two I think of. Um, we'll, we'll see how this one holds up. You know, obviously... The one, two, three kid went on to be a legend. He's a WWE Hall of Famer now as as X Pac and a six. 
And then, um, you know, Jinder did have a pretty significant run with the world championship. So we'll see if Leon Ruff can follow in those two guys' footsteps. But obviously it was a surprise. It's got people talking. And I'm very interested to see how this plays out. All right, so we're now halfway through with the Chicks Top 6, which means it's time for our weekly beverage break. You guys know nothing goes better with wrestling than a little bit of adult beverage. So we always like to knock a few back while we are recording this show. And sometimes it'll be some interesting, sometimes it'll be the tried and true. But we'll uh, we'll let you guys know what we're sipping on this week. So Sheena, what are you drinking? So you guys know I'm, I'm all for a theme. I've been trying to keep it, keep it themey. I love me a good Miller Lite. But this week I'm going with uh, Sierra Nevada Celebration. It's their holiday brew comes in this like beautiful you know um dark red label which i really love gets me in the holiday spirit with like a snow covered cabin um it says it's got notes of citrus and pine and uh you can taste the pine i can taste the pine it's like it's like a straight up tree i'm drinking a tree right here but uh yeah it feels like i'm out in the forest but it's it's actually really good I, i'm enjoying this yeah celebration ipa is good it's yeah. always got really good reviews on beer advocate i've had it before mm-hmm. so you can usually find it obviously i don't know what the bars are like this year, but usually you can find it on tap uh, around this time of year at different places. Marco, yeah. what are you drinking, man? Um, I'm sticking with my ad. Uh, Is it Lord uh, Hobo? Yeah, Lord Hobo. <laughs> How did I know? Uh, but yeah, we're, we're gonna get it. We'll get a sponsorship from them. Don't worry. Um, they live like they, it's like right like five minutes away from my house. Yeah, the brewery actually. But um, they uh, they have a beer called Freebird. Um, nice. It's speaking of themes because uh, obviously you get the Michael Hayes figure coming out, so. What better beer to drink than uh than uh Lord Hobo Freebird, which is which is uh it's a really really good uh nice ale to drink. So nice. But uh yeah, and I'm chair dancing too to this beat because the beats it's is, a vibe, beat right? Insane, yeah. You gotta have that that jazz flute, man. It just sets it off. Yeah. Shout out to the future. And Ron Burgundy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, so I'm sticking with the uh, unofficial official beer, Chick Foley Miller Light. I'm gonna keep drinking it every week until they respond to me. <laughs> Let's get that sponsorship, guys. All right, let's get back into it. The number three story of the week. Randy Orton will be defending his WWE Championship in a rematch against Drew McIntyre on Raw this Monday night. So this announcement kind of came out of nowhere. Obviously, anytime you got two guys as big a star as Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, that could main event any pay-per-view anywhere around the world. But we're giving we're getting it for free on Raw uh, let's get right into it. Sheena, what's your prediction? Who's going to win, Drew or Randy? Uh, I think I think Randy's retaining, dude. Marco? Oh, of course, the Viper. Randy Orton retains. I got a, I got a funny feeling that Drew McIntyre is going to win this belt. I don't know why. I just got a funny feeling. If you guys look at Survivor Series, they didn't do it last year, but the two years before that, whenever we were doing the champion versus champion matches, there was always kind of a screwy title change right before uh survivor series remember in 2017 aj styles beat jinder mahal just a couple weeks before to set up yeah. aj and brock lesnar and then uh 2018 daniel bryan beat aj and daniel bryan took it a couple weeks out to, to face brock so um i don't know i just i feel like randy and really either one of these matches could be a wrestlemania main event you know randy versus roman or drew versus but roman drew, but drew's got that true baby face vibe though you know what i mean i feel like he's like he's a more um he's a better opponent for roman well i'm just saying they uh, yeah i don't i'm not talking about you want to be a better opponent for roman because i think they'd both be great opponents for roman i'm saying i don't know if they want to burn this match in a meaningless survivor series match when these could this could be a money feud 
um, down the road, just looking at it from a business aspect, that's starting to make me think that maybe we see a wild card and possibly some, you know, shenanigans go down Monday night and we see the Miz step in and win that belt. You know, if I'm breaking kayfabe for a little bit, I got a much easier time seeing Miz and Roman going down at Survivor Series than I do Drew or Randy going against Roman right now. Because obviously nobody's yeah. touching Roman, you know, and I don't know if we're going to see, I, I don't know if Drew or Randy need to go up against the, 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 force of uh you know force of nature that roman reigns is right now yeah yeah i get that that's a that's a really good call that's a really good shout because yeah. uh i could I, I see exactly i could see that happening yeah. I, I try i try not to play fantasy booker because it's really easy to get carried away with it but if i was booking it i think i have miz cash in you know get his beat down from roman and then you know you could do a triple threat or something at the december pay-per-view and get the belt back on randy or drew whoever you want it to True. Yeah. i just I, I i have a hard time picturing um Randy and Roman fighting at Survivor. Randy and Roman or Drew and Roman fight at Survivor. Should you seen any of those guys lose right now? Because they're all three just they're just so strong in kayfabe right now. It's yeah, it's possible, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'll give away one of my predictions. Whoever Roman's facing, he's winning at Survivor Series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, no, like, there's no yeah. doubt in mind. That, that's the thing your heart and your head. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even if it's Randy on his great run that he's having this year, even if it's Drew McIntyre, yeah, they're all losing. Doesn't matter who's in the ring with him. That's hat. That's that's a definite thing. So they could, that bet could be on anybody. They're going to lose to Roman Reigns. That's a virus series. Shifting back into kayfabe only mode. Yeah, it is really, really cool that we're getting this rematch on Raw. I love that we don't got to wait for a pay-per-view. I'm, I'm a big fan of having the blow-off matches happen on regular TV. And this does, I'm getting the vibe that this is going to be the last match one way or another of the Drew and Randy feud. And there are some serious wild cards we could we could see in play. Obviously, we know Miz and Morrison are hanging around with the Money in the Bank contract. They could get involved with it. We got the fiend who's kind of had, mm-hmm. you know, run-ins with both guys. And we know he loves to, you know, make random appearances and matches. And then there's also Roman, you know, Rome, as of right now, Roman Reigns and Randy Orton will be fighting at uh, Survivor Series. It's going to be the first time they've gone one-on-one, I think at all. Definitely the first time one-on-one at a pay-per-view since SummerSlam 2014. So this is a huge match that we really don't see that often. Maybe Roman shows up Monday night. Maybe he sends Jay in. Yeah, we could see Jay come in. There's all kinds of stuff. So a lot of different ways this match could go Monday night. It should be a good one. Uh, but but just for the record, both you guys are picking Randy Orton? Uh, Yeah. All right. I'm sticking with Drew. I, I don't know why. I think somehow Drew – or I'll say this. Let me, let me hedge my bets. I think it's either going to be Drew or The Miz. I think one of those two are going to walk out with the belt on Monday night. I don't yeah, think Randy Orton's leaving Raw with the championship. We'll see. Now I'm, I'm interested now. Now I'm hyped for Raw. <laughs> yeah. Right, you're welcome, WWE. <laughs> <laughs> you got our viewership. All right, let's get back to AEW. Story number two, Shaq is all elite. So we see Cody in the ring last night. All of a sudden, this uh, you know kind of random muscled up chick shows up in the ring, starts What's talking her name, trash. Like Ju- Cargill, June Cargill or something. I can't remember what her name is. Cody, Cody Carg. No. No. What's her last name? What's your first name, Marco? I think, yeah, it's like, I forget. I seen it earlier. I just can't remember. Doesn't matter. Anyway. Anyways, she's affiliated with Shaq, dropping a bunch of hints on Cody that, uh, you know, Shaq, you know, she knows the Giants going to come in here. We've, we know Shaq's involved with TNT. Obviously, Cody's in very good with TNT. I think they're at least planting the seeds that down the road we're going to see a pay-per-view match between Shaq and Cody. This wouldn't be Shaq's first uh, time getting involved in, in the world of pro wrestling. You know, he hosted Raw a couple times. He was in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania 32. There were some some at least preliminary talks that he was going to fight Big Show at WrestleMania 33, but it kind of just fell apart for whatever reason. Uh, Marco, what's your thoughts on Shaq possibly coming in for a run in AEW? Um, I don't hate it. Oh, by the way, her name is 
Uh, Jade Jay. Cargill. Yeah, Jade. Okay. I have to look that up. Jade, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've never heard of Jane Chef. Cargill, like Tina said. <laughs> Sorry to any Janes that are listening. Jane Cargill sounds like a waitress at the Waffle House. Where's Jade yeah, Cargill? Fa- yeah, yeah, fast, Sheena fast fact, um, Sheena, Sheena is the is the Irish form of Jane, just for the record. So you know. So don't insult the name Jane, okay? Really? You, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you look it up in like a baby baby name book, Sheena is the Irish form of Jane. So huh. Jane Cargill would be a boss name, but yeah, she is Jade. Anyways, thoughts yeah. uh, <laughs> on Shaq coming in AEW. Uh, I don't hate it. Um, I've, I've been wanting to see Shaq in the uh, in the ring since uh, he had that face off with Big Show. So um, he's a little bit bigger now. But I wonder if he's if he's if he's trying to get in shape um, to do a wrestling match. But uh, it's it's. I mean, I'm used to it. It's, if you're a wrestling fan, there's always that crossover with sports and um, in sports entertainment. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I, if if anyone's gonna go a little crazy with it and put it over the top, it's definitely going to be AEW. Yeah, so I can't Jack, wait for Jack's it. super charismatic, you know. He, he's, he's, it's going to be entertaining. Hopefully, if if he's not where he needs to be as far as the in-ring talent, I'm I'm totally cool with them on, on feuds like this, throwing all the shenanigans in there with outside interference and yeah. all the hijinks. But, yeah, I have no doubt that it's going to be entertaining. So I'm kind of excited for this one, too, a lot more than I was for, you know, stuff like Kane Velasquez and Tyson Fury coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's some of you guys' favorite sports crossovers from the past in wrestling? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about just like one-offs or like, are we including like Ronda Rousey and like, I'm talking um, more like the one-offs like Ronda Rousey. She just became a wrestler. I'm talking like, you know, yeah. special appearances or feuds and stuff for, for, uh, well, we talked about Rodzilla before, you know, you gotta, I mean, Rodzilla is pretty boss, especially yeah. after watching, um, the last dance and seeing, you know, everybody's like, where's, where's Robin? Where are you supposed to be at, you know, practice? And then all of a sudden he just like comes out on freaking TV. So I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Still need an elite of uh, Rob if anybody from Mattel is listening right now. We definitely need that to compare oh, video sets. Um, I'd probably say uh, in recent memory, definitely uh, Floyd Mayweather and Big Show. Yeah, um, that was pretty entertaining, actually. Even though I, I cannot stand Floyd Mayweather, that was pretty good. That was uh, WrestleMania 24. Yeah, yeah, he he broke his nose prior. Um, the Big Show made the mistake of letting a boxer punch him in the face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he showed up for it, so... Um, he, there was like legit heat. He was gonna like kill Floyd Mayweather. Uh, if you ever see like the uh, Big Show talk about it in like interviews, but um, but yeah, that's in recent memory. Yeah, definitely that one was that was very entertaining. What about Mike Tyson, you can't forget about Iron yeah, Mike. That's probably the oh, best. Yeah, one. of course. Yeah. Are you talking about his AEW appearance or his? <laughs> oh, no, his AEW appearance, of course. Oh, that's that's, a, that's the best one. That was the best one. <laughs> old, old man Mike. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, if you're listening to this. Yeah, no, no, no that was Sheena. That was Sheena that said that. <laughs> you guys, anybody out there that you think would uh, would do good coming over in the world of wrestling that's oh. in sports right now? Of course. There's only one man that I want to see. And his yeah. name is Connor. Connor yeah. McGregor. Yeah, yeah, that's the number one on my list too. Yeah. I just don't know the thing about Connor. I think about who would he who would he wrestle because I think he's smaller than even like some of the cruiserweights. You know what I mean? Like Connor's not a big guy at all. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, he would kill the Miz. You know, yeah, I know, but just like the promos would be amazing. I think, I think, I think Connor would be much better served if he showed up at AEW. I feel like his his style, just because he's so unhinged and so yeah. unfiltered, I feel like it, it like the watered down WWE version of Connor McGregor would. I don't know how it would translate, but the the AEW version of Connor, I think I could be here for it. That'd be cool. Him and uh, John Moxley and. Or him and uh, 
even Eddie Kingston, some promos going back and forth. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, that, actually, I like that idea of him in AEW. Yeah, I think it'd be better. Yeah, Connor, Connor would definitely be. I, I definitely think he's going to have something to do with pro wrestling before you know he's, he's kinda, a wrestling fan he's talked trash mm-hmm. and stuff before to some of the wwe wrestlers so mm-hmm. i think if, if the money's right he'll be there and we'll see that sometime down the road once his mma uh career is totally over with all right let's go to our number one story of the week <laughs> aew games is here we saw the big reveal kenny omega you know dressed as steve jobs did the uh Presented all the stuff that AEW Games has coming out over the next year, year and a half or so. Marco, what did you think of it? Oh, I was I was excited. Uh, did you did you guys actually get to see the like the reveal, like the video that they did where yeah, they're all yeah, dressed I, like? I um, yeah, they're all dressed like Steve Jobs, which is pretty cool. Uh, they had like the turtleneck, the black turtlenecks with the with the dad jeans and the mom jeans on and stuff like that. Um, that was pretty entertaining. But uh, yeah, I like, I like the idea with they coming out with mobile games too. And it's just AEW games, so they can come out with different types of games that they want to. So it's kind of like a like a production company. So yeah, so like, they uh, have a, uh, they have like a fantasy booking game coming out, and then they also got a, a casino game coming out, which which makes sense because they're always tied in with the casino motif. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then obviously the main event, the uh, the AEW console game that's coming out, um, which I know everyone was excited about because of the because of the the person behind it or the company, which is uh, Ukes, who uh, did the the earlier Raw vs. SmackDown. Yeah, so they, actually, SmackDown they actually went back and got the producer from No Mercy, which you know I think is pretty much widely regarded as the best wrestling game of all yeah. time. Yeah, it's um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but uh, I know his last name is Iwashita, but uh, I'm not going to say I'm not going to try to do his first name. But they call him Geta, is his um, AKA Geta. That's his like nickname. But uh, yeah, they got him to. Uh, to do it, he actually spoke. He had his uh, AEW shirt on, stuff like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. It kind of looks like a like a like a more uh, uh, current gen version of like No Mercy, um, the way the character models look. And um, and it looks like they're that's gonna do something. That's that's really all I want out of out of these games. If they could just take that gameplay, you know, refine it a little bit, maybe add a few bells and whistles, um, and, and add in all the features. But I, I think you'd have a hell of a game. It looks like they're going to do some type of uh, some like intergender wrestling too, because um, yeah, the the way they uh, advertise it was like it's going to be like unconventional when it comes to wrestling games, and it did show uh, Sheeta um, giving uh, Kenny Omega the Falcon Arrow um, in the trailer, so that's, that's cool. going to be pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool because that's definitely something that's been for whatever reason just been taboo in uh, in WWE games over the last you know five to ten years. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's uh yeah it's kind of crazy. WWE has really kind of opened up the lane for these guys to really excel. We know the debacle that Two K Twenty was. And you guys follow on Sheena's account. You know I love these WWE video games more than just about anybody. I play a ton. I still play Two K Nineteen on a weekly basis. But yeah. with Two K Twenty being such a wreck, I think it's really down to just the hardcore guys like me who are still playing these games. Battlegrounds was a little bit of a letdown. So. It's wide open if AEW delivers. You know the the throne is there for them to to take as the best wrestling video games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm yeah, and, um, definitely looking forward to that type of what that engine um, that No Mercy had back in the day. How it would how it would like fare today? Um, when you're not really solely focused on the graphic uh, capabilities of the game, but more of the mechanics of it and how how the moveset looks and stuff like that. So um, they piqued my 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 interest on that. So I I can't wait for that to drop. 
Yeah, you know, you mentioned the graphics. If we could really nerd out for a second, one thing that was cool, it looks like they're going for a little bit of a stylized look. They're not going for the WWE 2K look where it's just try to be as photorealistic as possible. I think you give yourself a little bit more grace when you go for a little bit of a stylized look where it could still, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to look like these guys come to life on, you know, Wednesday night. It could just be a little bit more, not necessarily cartoonish, but just a little bit more artistic. And uh, you you got a little bit more room for error there to still make it look good. So yeah, very excited for it. Um, Obviously, Ukes is great. They're the ones that made 2K19, which, you know, no, no shade to no mercy, but I think WWE 2K19 is the best video game ever with all the features and stuff that it has. Yeah. Uh, So, I'm really excited for this. I hope it comes out in 2021. That's my only thing. I, I need a. I, I just we'll talk about it a little bit later on. I got the new Xbox. I really need some games to play on there though, because you know 2K19 is only going to be able to to hang for for so long. Sheena, you got any thoughts on the AW games? I, I haven't gamed in for so long. I can't even remember. Like ever since we've had kids, like you know, Seth and I used to play you know, Xbox together all the time. And, you know, now I'm like, hell no, I'm going to bed. I'm taking my ass to bed. All right. That wraps up Chicks Top 6. It's now time for everybody's favorite segment of the week. Go figure. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right. Go figure is where we talk about our weekly purchases and the latest news in the wrestling figure world. This segment's sponsored by our friends at Ringside Collectibles. Make sure you guys are using code Chick Foley for 10% off all of your purchases there. They currently have their Thanksgiving sale going down. There's literally hundreds of figures with markdown prices, and you can still use that Chick Foley code uh, to get an additional 10% off. Plus, you get free shipping on any orders over 50 bucks. So we already picked up a couple things from the Thanksgiving sale. I encourage you guys to as well because Ringside is the number one retailer in wrestling figure collectible so first off let's start off with our giveaway sheena announced the winner of our lucha thing giveaway all right guys so we had you guys um tune in and uh send us screenshots of you listening to the podcast from last week so um our winner we went ahead and did a drawing and it is jared colby he's actually one of our foley fam so congrats jared and if you guys remember jared was actually uh, he co-hosted the show with us for being one of our top tier patrons he uh got to co-host the show with myself and marco so that was really super awesome jared congrats hit me up slide my dm send me your info and we'll get that that figure sent out to you and then marco you got a giveaway you want to announce the giveaway of yeah. all giveaways. best figure giveaway that was going down on the internet last week for sure oh yeah definitely um Without a doubt. Uh, so uh, Saturday uh, during Full Gear, uh, I ran a giveaway. It was basically a, a Full Gear Elite giveaway. So um, it was uh, all four members of the Elite. So Cody, the Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega, um, all shipped up and ready to go. All you had to do was follow the uh, account, um, is take a snapshot of yourself watching uh, Full Gear uh, that night. So I did pick a winner, and the winner is... Uh, ben, I don't have his last name because I didn't see his last ben. name. Just wow. ben. He's like, but, he's like Madonna. Yeah, I mean, he, it, that's that's true. It could be uh, like Madonna. Maybe he doesn't have a last name. But his uh, Twitter name is I Fight Giant. So the letter I Fight Giant. So um, if you're listening, you won. And uh, just hit me up in the DMs on Twitter and uh, I'll get the info and I'll uh, send it out to you. But yeah, and congratulations. If you're a friend of I Fight Giants, you better let him know because that is a killer freaking giveaway. Other way, otherwise, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to donate those toys to the toy drive. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so. the word, yeah. Or they're going somewhere else. But yeah, congratulations. And uh, yeah, it was it was, it was fun. I, I like to do, uh, I'm going to start doing uh, 
uh, big pay-per-view giveaways and stuff like that. I think so. That was a hell so of a giveaway. It was a hell of a giveaway. Some of the hottest figures out right now. I know. I was like, why? Why am one. I not eligible for this? Yeah. You know, we I already remember, have. We already have a set, but I still wanted to get in on it. I remember I asked you. I, I was like, oh, so you got to pick four different people to each get one figure. And you're like, nope, winner take all. I was just like, holy, holy crap. crap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was the best giveaway of 2020 so far. Um, Speaking of giveaways, the next one we got, we're going to be giving away the Andre the Giant WrestleMania Celebration figure. This thing is beautiful. especially It's cool if you're a loose collector, but if you're an MOC collector, I think this is the best MOC Andre yeah. the Giant that's ever been released. Packaging's awesome. Huge window. The figure looks great. You know, the one good thing about the basics, um, when they're MOC, they look good because they're not broken up. You know, it's just a clean look yeah. on the figure. And he looks great in that ring car. It looks like he stepped right out of WrestleMania 3 into the box. So... Uh, all you gotta do for that is just be a Patreon. You know, it's gonna be for the premium Foley fan members. We're gonna give, uh, you know, the higher tiers get get a few more entries and stuff. But yeah, just be a member. Again, so in addition to all the other benefits you get from being a Foley fan member, you also you're also automatically entered in all of our giveaways. And that's it for this week. It's gonna be a Patreon exclusive giveaway for the Andre the Giant WrestleMania celebration figure so before we get into figure news sheena uh tell us about the toy drive awesome so we just we recently just um hit a couple stores and we were able to get a bunch of toys you guys have been sending in donations and we are so so grateful so keep that keep them coming we're, we're gonna keep shopping um we're gonna deliver everything to toys for tots on december 19th so make sure if you are sending anything to our p.o box um that it gets here before december 9th and if you're gonna send donations uh, make sure it gets here before that so we have time to go to go shop for toys but um we are doing our chick-fil-a show this is our second annual toys for tots holiday drive holiday toy drive and it's just been so awesome to be able to buy toys knowing that these are going to make some kids very happy on christmas morning like I, I've, I've said it every week uh but i just want to reiterate you guys this has been a, a tough year for a lot of people and um if you're out there and if you're a parent and you got kids um you know just imagine not ha- not having the money or something to buy them toys on christmas and like that it's just it's just heartbreaking you know so to be able to you know, support Toys for Tots and their mission and what they do in providing holiday cheer for for kids in need. Um, it's just super, super important to me. So um, let us know. I posted all the information on my Instagram. If you, you know, you can DM me if you can't find the information. I'm going to be posting it in the stories again. Um, but you can send monetary donations through our PayPal. And we do have a PO box set up to receive to receive packages. So guys, let's make some um, holiday magic this year. We want to try to double our our contribution from last year, we were able to donate 300 figures from last year. So, um, you know, let's, let's all toys are eligible too. So we're not just last year, we did mostly just wrestling toys. Um, and it was a lot of fun to be able to give kids all those wrestling figures and retros and all those types of things. But, um, this year we're just, we want to make a big impact as possible. So all toys, books, art supplies, any of that kind of stuff, as long as it's new, um, is, is able to be donated. So send it our way or send us a monetary donation and we will um, definitely shout you out and make sure that we spend your money wisely yeah this is like i said the most important thing we do all year long so so let's make it count so uh first off we get into the proper figure news of the week it, there was a little bit of buzz on the <laughs> internet this week that the natalia decade of domination figure looks like a familiar certain someone so you, know, you want to talk about that yeah so i got several messages this week asking about the new chick foley elite and i was like what the heck and they were all sending me pictures of the uh the natalia decade of domination figure and i just thought it was so funny you know because I, I had seen that figure i saw the reveal and never once did i think like hey that looks like the chick foley figure but after you know after reviewing it a little bit i was like you know what that kind of does look like my face skin you know, she's got a very angular chin uh you know just kind of got the same the, the same red eyes hair too the I think red it's, hair i think it's that you know 
we never think about Natty with the red hair. Like is that was, so I, I think it's you know it looks a little, it looks a lot like you, and then also we just don't associate it with Natty. So it's kind of like okay, yeah, yeah. People yeah. see you and they see it. They don't see Natty. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, you you always envision Natty with like br- bright blonde hair, like pink streaks, you know, cat ears, that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, it does it does kind of just dis- disassociate uh, Natty from. I, I think a lot of people don't even remember Natalia from that that period like I her her don't. debut and she wasn't really even if you look back at pictures of her from that time period she wasn't even that red headed like she was like kind of strawberry blonde but the figure has it's really really red it's almost it's like my color red maybe uh bill made that figure specifically look like you as a peace offering so uh, it's you an know, olive since you guys branch. have your instagram <sighs> feud going for years now i know I, you know what i'm gonna reach out to bill on twitter since i'm not blocked on there and i'm gonna say you know what bill thank you so much for for creating this figure for me all right uh, our buddy Dougie Nunya, he made the uh, the then now forever picture <laughs> oh with Sheena, the Natty, and the Mae Young, which I, you know, they literally gave me a bellyache from laughing so hard. Like, really funny stuff. And, and you know, everybody was asking for it. We're gonna make it happen. I'm putting together our own, the official Chick Foley figure. So we got a uh, basic 103 uh, Becky Lynch coming in. It's gonna be used for the body, and then. Got a few different accessories we're going to put together with it. I'll, w- I'll wait till we get some picks up to do the full reveal. I'll show you guys, but I think it's going to come out pretty nice. So uh, hopefully by the episode next week, we'll have some picks up of the first ever Chick Foley figure. So uh, <laughs> with that out of the way, Marco, take us to the uh, the proper wrestling figure news for the week. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that, that inspired me because I actually have an extra uh, uh, DC or Daniel Cormier figure. So I might, we gotta, uh, we gotta I might get to, custom Marco. Like to custom Marco myself. That, um, that figure, that figure is too close. You know, we need to, you need to hit up Eminem Figure Clothing with your favorite T-shirt and have him make it for you, so that you know we can we can have the official custom MVP. Yeah, that's a, I think I'm gonna do that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that was, I, got it, it's that, uh, I got somebody that can do a uh, Chick Foley chalk line jacket in figure form, also, man. If you need it, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be actually pretty cool. Um, <laughs> now, now I'm really gonna do it. Um, but yeah, so figure news for the week. So, uh, so it looks like uh, the Unrivaled Series Two, uh, AEW Unrivaled Series Two, uh, started shipping from ringside. Um, basically, they went by whoever you know or pre-ordered at the earliest. Those are the ones that got their shipments. Um, anyone later than that uh, got that email. I think we spoke about that last week, um, where there was uh, a delay from the manufacturer, not from ringside. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna do it in staggered shipments. Uh, essentially so i did get one of those emails so i'll be on that list i think i pre-ordered mine like a little maybe a few weeks after uh it went up for pre-order so um but yeah i, I can wait for it so they do look awesome you do get out fomo um looking at all the everyone yeah, like, right their pictures and yeah. all that stuff and i'm like damn i need those but um yeah i'm really excited to get it that just gets gets me more uh amped up for the uh for the arrival and when i get that shipment notice so but yeah um did you guys pre-order it were you were you guys on that list or? No, we didn't. I was an idiot and I just kind of assumed that I'd be able to get these at Walmart because I've always been pretty successful on, on figure hunting and everything. So yeah. we held off on uh, on pre-ordering them and now I'm kicking myself because they're not even available. They're not even showing up like on back order or anything on ringside. So I already told Sheena, you know, stay glued to the ringside notifications and if those things pop back in, just order them on site. So hopefully we can get them because they're going for a pretty penny on eBay right now. I hopped on eBay right before the show and... There's a complete set on there right now. That's it's at an auction. It's, it's six hundred and ten bucks off the bids and counting. Oh so that's insane. You know, we we know these figures. They're kind of like a flavor of the week type thing. Um, so the value will probably. I think the value on these is going to come down here in a little bit because there's to me there's no real like definitive figures in there that you absolutely have to have for your collection. They're just cool because it's AEW Series Two. 
But yeah. I definitely want them. Um, I'm on the lookout. I'm kind of kicking myself for not ordering these when we had the chance. Our buddy um, Alex Pierce from the the Foley fam. I know he got his in today, and they look great. Looks like he got a really good set. I'm not sure if he's an MLC or a loose collector, but his came out really great. So cool figures. Um, and yeah, be ready to yeah, when these things start hitting pegs in Walmart. Just be ready because. I think these are going to be uh, pretty scarce. You know, Jeremy already came out and said that uh, for a number of reasons that the Series 2 is going to be a little bit harder to find than Series 1. And Golly. me personally, I never saw Series 1 on I pegs never, here I haven't seen a single. I have not seen a single AEW figure in the wild, period. Yeah, I've seen one. I've seen uh, the, the first series, uh, not not super local, but yeah. they're And that was it, just that one time like when they first like started hitting. And then after that, haven't haven't seen anything ever since. It's always been uh, zero, just empty pegs everywhere. So, yeah, definitely if they start hitting, uh, if you do find them this on Rival Series too, then uh, hopefully you get your hands on them at some point. Um, yeah. Moving that's on. Another, still- that's, another, that's another reason to join the Foley fam because we have so many eyeballs out and we sell everything for retail plus shipping. So if somebody comes across a case of these things, um, you know, and they're going to the group, like they're going retail plus shipping. So yeah, join, yeah. join the Foley fam. Yeah, definitely. And if you like, it seems like a lot of those figures hit like in the West coast first mm-hmm. and they start moving their way like inland and East. So any Foley fan members out there, um, or that are, that want to be Foley fan members that are on the, <laughs> on the West coast, definitely join up so you can, uh, so you can help out, uh, us over here on the East coast and the Midwest get, get our hands on those, uh, those exclusive figures. Um, Moving on, uh, you spoke about this earlier. Uh, Ringside's uh, running their Thanksgiving sale. Uh, there's a ton of cool figures on here. I was actually just looking at it. Um, there's actually some really new ones too, like China Triple H. The two packs on there mm-hmm. as well. Um, that my favorite uh, that I I'm kind of tempted to get, uh, but it, it's kind of weird that if I do the uh, the Matt Hardy uh, wrestling buddy. That they have on there, the uh, yeah, no, it's like they're, the they're awesome, awesome, man. <laughs> I'm it, sad. It just matters, Matt and Jeff on there. Yeah, that's yeah. I wish I, I wish they were both. Yeah, but uh, no, it's some really cool figs. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. We, we got those for uh, for Brett for Christmas 2018. I think it was that. Christmas. Yeah, we got the and, Finn, yeah. the AJ, and then awesome. the Hardy Boys. I'm really bummed that they that line uh didn't continue because yeah we got off where they released uh they were all awesome they were definitely the closest thing we've had to the og wrestling buddies yeah out of all the various lines like that that have been out over the and years and the material in my opinion i feel like that material is like actually better than the og wrestling buddies. oh yeah they you were know what softer I mean? like, they were nicer like mm-hmm. yeah they, they, were, they were really cool and they had little extras like you know aj had the hood on his vest and finn had the tassels Finn had the tassels um jeff hardy had like his towel or whatever out of his back pocket yeah they oh, were really awesome. really cool yeah, the uh, I just like the uh, Matt Hardy because he's kind of doing like the almost like the wonderful the uh, yeah. with his arms out almost. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, even the um, so the the Macho Man Randy Savage and Andre the Giant figures are on there as well on that page too. So the new uh, the new uh, WrestleMania thirty seven celebration um, are up on that uh, that Thanksgiving sale page. So definitely take a look at it. Um, definitely shop and you know. Pick up what you what you need. Uh, there's a, there's a I'm not going to go through every single page or every single figure, but there's uh, some really good ones on there. So definitely, definitely uh, hit that up. It's like right when you go on the page, it's right there. Thanks, Kevin. So just click on that, and you'll see all the all the um, all the wonderful uh, figures that you can purchase. Um, moving on. Uh, so also, um, we, you you picture you uh, put this up earlier. Elite Series 81 um, is uh, that was shipped out. And it's also in stock. Right now, um, yes, I know they're they, uh, in stock 
we were going to yes. do a little bit of a uh, kind of a live review on the air. So I'm going to hand them to Sheena and she can give us her quick, you know, 10 second review of these nice. figures. Look at them. So we got The Rock. This is from his appearance on the debut episode of SmackDown on Fox. Um, It's okay. It's not my favorite Rock figure. Um, I, I think it's, you know. If you need a modern Rock, he, you know, he's good. And, and he's also The Rock in, uh, in track pants. You know, I think it's the first time we've actually had the molded track pants on The Rock. So that's pretty cool because yeah. you can pair them up with some of the accessories from previous Rocks. But head we sculpt just got, is off the chain. The, yeah. head, the head sculpt is incredible. But, oh, yeah. Uh, it looks, I mean, he looks amazing. There's nothing, there. I, can't, I don't have anything bad to say about him, but we just got the Ultimate Edition rock. So it's just kind of like, you know, I'm if like, if you're a longtime nah. collector, yeah, it's uh, it's hard. It, I think it could be a little bit more tricky to find a spot in your collection for this rock, unless you're just the hardest of hardcore rock collectors. Up next, Shinsuke Nakamura. This is the regular version. This is the blue version. Yeah, I love I love the blue version of of Shinsuke. I love this outfit. Um, I love the the new Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, first time we've gotten this belt. I think this you know, hopefully the uh, the scumbag fig swappers stay away from this one because I think it's going to be popular. Because oh yeah, gosh. That, the new icy belt is pretty dope and it's right there front and center in the packaging. Yeah, we saw we saw some. Um, I can't remember who posted it today, but they posted. I think it might have been Vin posted a awful fig swap that was like a it was a jeff hardy and they literally just oh my god they put in they put in a figure i can't psycho figure, sid psycho sid yeah it was and a psycho it, sid that had like burn damage that on had like yeah also. it had like ink like the like they had been written on all over the face and all over the eyes and they just like i don't know if they took it back or if they just swapped it in the store but yeah fig swappers are the worst they're like the lowest form of human being all right so let's move into the real highlights of the set Ooh, yes, this has been a missing piece of the collection for a while. This the stunning Steve Austin figure, super super stoked. We got two of these um, because I mean you you can't have the freaking uh, stunning Steve without Brian Pillman. So yeah, we need to get Brian Pillman, and we need to get that second WCW tag team belt. Uh, again, same thing with the uh, the the fig swappers. Watch out because we got for this set. It's got two belts that have never been released before. Yeah. So it comes with the uh, I don't know what this thing's called the director's like cut thing or whatever that him and uh, Austin Pillman used to bring out to the rink with them. So I forget what that's called like a slap slap. Really cool figure. It's prob prob sadly it's probably the best head sculpt we've seen of Steve Austin from the Mattel line. Um, but yeah, we have an, an Elite Forty Seven Brian Pillman and a second Stunning Steve Austin figure coming in. We're gonna send him to. I, we you know we mentioned him a couple segments ago. Our buddy Alex Pierce is going to put us together a custom Pillman yeah. to uh, to go along with this to have the Hollywood blondes. But very cool figure, and I really hope that this is the start and we get some more of these mid nineties WCW guys. Marco, was you a big fan of WCW back then? Um, not till later. Um, my uh, my father obviously he grew up in the South, so I was definitely into WCW when I would. Uh, visit like all my family members in Midwest and down South and stuff like that. Uh, not as much as I w was with WWF. Um, I was definitely into it, but not like super hardcore into, uh, into WCW. I did appreciate obviously Ric Flair and Sting and stuff like that, but I was, I was Hogan, Hogan warrior all the way. I was just fighting. I was fighting my, uh, my, my, my father's, uh, my, my cousins and stuff like that. Like, what are you guys watching? This is horrible. Hulk Hogan's the best. Who's this Ric Flair dude? Um. <laughs> so, yeah, it was very, very similar for me. Me and my brother, we were at WWF house. My my grandpa, though, he was a big WCW slash NWA guy. So, you know, I remember being at his house watching, you know, WCW Saturday night at, at you know, 6.05 every Saturday and stuff. So I was kind of very similar. So 
Uh, another little highlight from the set, Sheena's got in her hands right now the Bianca Belair Elite. The strongest, the fastest, the toughest. The EST. The EST of WWE, Bianca Belair. This this figure looks insane. Yeah. I love it. The glasses, they look like they have, they're not sparkly around the outside, but they have like silver silver paint, metallic paint. Um, they look so good. She's got a soft goods um, like jacket and her ponytail, like and the face scan is is on point. Like everything about this figure just looks amazing. She's they did got- a really really good job on the basics. So yeah, uh, you know they kind of had a. I think they needed to do a lot to get the wow factor in on this, but it's definitely here. Like this figure is a stunner. You know the gear looks awesome. Yeah, I love the I love the paint apps on the gear. It's it's like her and like. Her gear is her wearing her gear, uh, the the design. So, so yeah, one of the awesome. notes Marco sent that I didn't even realize this until you know I saw it in your notes when you sent over for the show today was that uh, she has articulated toes, man. Yeah. So that's something that we previously only seen on the Ultimate, Ultimate Edition. Edition. So I hadn't heard this like hyped up anywhere on any of the different Mattel forums or by Action Figure Tech or any of those guys. So I'm wondering if maybe this was something that the factory just did because of a parts issue. You know, maybe they just had the. Huh. The boots from from Charlotte or uh, or Becky Lynch that they that they used for this call. one for yeah. whatever reason. So I don't know if this is a you know like a a, a thought out decision or something that kind of just happened. Um, but very interesting, uh, and I've definitely been look out for this in the future now because I'm always I'm always a fan of getting more articulation. Yeah, I'm never I'm never gonna be mad about um, more articulation in figures. All right, and now for the what I believe are the MVPs of this set, the Elite Street Profits. Yeah, they're in red gear. We got you know Montez Ford with the crown again. He's got his glasses. He comes with a red solo cup, um, a molded vest, and then he's got gloved hands, like gold gloved hands. the The face scan is on point. Everything looks amazing. Then Dawkins comes with. Um, the the headband and he's got his he's got a soft goods shirt i think so he has a molded you know a painted on um shirt and then he comes with a soft goods it's his jacket oh it's his jacket that comes over oh yeah yeah yeah. so he's got a soft goods jacket that goes over um yeah both of these figures i'm so so happy that we finally have elites of these guys we have the basics um but now that we have the elites these are going to definitely be the the ones that stay in the collection yeah very cool figures great set like i said the uh the Austin, the Bianca Belair, and the Street Profits, I think those are must-ads any collection. For sure. The Rock's good if you're looking for a modern rock. Or for the fig photographers also, I think he's got a lot of uh, a lot of potential because it is a stunning head sculpt. You know, it's a really cool figure. And the molded track pants look a lot better than the cloth track pants we got in the past. And then with Shinsuke, if you weren't able to pick up the Survivor Series Shinsuke from last year, this is the only other time we've gotten blue Shinsuke in the Elite form. So, you know, and Bill loves a red Shinsuke. Yeah. And it's the first time that we've got the uh the new intercontinental championship so uh pretty cool set and again use code chick foley if you guys pick yours up from ringside collectibles marco what all did you pick up this week for weekly purchases um so from elite series 81 i actually did get um just a street profits and bianca belair i missed out on the uh, uh stunning steve austin i'm very upset about that because i kind of wanted to put that i seen a lot of uh, everyone uh kind of uh, modifying their uh, their pillmans, just getting like a second Steve Austin and taking the head off and putting it on the the stunning Steve Austin body and putting that uh, the vest that came with the pillman to good use. So uh, now I'm kicking myself in the butt for not doing that, but uh, <clears throat> I'll probably just order it anyway and just wait for the uh, the back order ones to come in. So no big deal uh, about that. But um, would you also would you say that uh, the uh, the Steve Austin um, head scope was also stunning as well oh yeah, yeah. It, it looks it's, it's stunning it, it's, it's 
Did you? Yeah. It, you, you get it right. Stunning, Steve. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking uh, up what you're laying down. Okay. Come Thank on, you. Marco. That that Thank was a dad, the dad joke of all. I, I know. I'm sorry. I had, I had to throw okay. it out there. You know, um, I love, you know, I love dad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was it. Just see how the Street Profits and Bianca Belair, and uh, that's not yeah, a bad was, pickup. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, great set uh, for us. We were a little bit light on figures this week. We got Elite Eighty One, obviously. I got uh, Hasbro Sid Justice, great figure. Still need an Elite Sid Justice. Mattel did a pretty sweet basic Sid Justice, but I think we need the Elite from you know that WrestleMania Eight main event against Hulk Hogan with the blue trunks and everything. Yeah. Um, I picked up the Roadkill Rodneys from NECA. I got two of those. So I didn't really need the Triceratron, the dinosaur, just because those dinosaurs are only in one episode. And uh, just a little bit too obscure for me, even though I love everything that NECA's doing. But I had to get the Roadkill Rodneys. I remember those more from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game than I do the uh, the cartoon, <laughs> funny enough. Um, yeah, so got those. And uh, they definitely look great. I'm going to be adding those in with my... Uh, with my display uh, for all my turtle figures. I picked up the Undertaker Funko, the new glow-in-the-dark one, the purple one. I got to say, you know, no shade to Funko. We love everything those guys do. All, all kinds of amazing licensing, and they're always putting out unique figures, and I think they put a lot of TLC into their stuff, but I'm a little bit let down. So, you know, the big hook on this thing was that it's glow-in-the-dark, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm just an idiot, but to me, I see the clear purple plastic, you know, I it looked to me like the purple is supposed to go in the dark too. Right. Is that, was that your take on it, Marco? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah that's... So I get this thing, you know, I charge it up. Maybe I'm doing something wrong in here, but you know, I'm, I'm a pretty big glow in the dark aficionado. I, I, I'm just a sucker for it. I have been since I was a kid. The only thing that glows on him is his damn eyes, dude. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I got this thing. I was so hyped. I'm holding it up to the light in the bathroom for like 60 seconds. And I go in the closet, shut the door, expecting to see this awesome, you know, Undertaker purple glow coming off of it. And it's just his freaking eyes looking back at me, man. I've stunned Marco into silence with this news that the uh, Undertaker's eyes. <laughs> I know, it was very disappointing. Very disappointing. <laughs> I guess that was like number one on your Christmas list or something. And I just ruined no. it, huh? <laughs> You did. I already told my kids that he was going to glow. Uh, yeah, so, yeah I, I was I was actually going to pick that up too, but... Uh, um, I mean, yeah, it's I was, still cool, dude. It it's still, still a cool looks, pop. Yeah. It's still going to look awesome on the shelf and stuff. I, I'm actually getting rid of my... I, I'm kind of just doing like one pop per character unless it's like Bret Hart or Seth Rollins or something. So he is going to be my official uh, Undertaker pop. Now he still looks cool, but I would definitely was let down because I thought the purple glow in the dark was going to be really, really awesome. Um, But anyways, you know, enough of that still Funko, nothing but love for everything you guys do. Um, You guys saw, we went live last night. We did pick up the Xbox series X. Uh, Just a minor purchase. Yeah. Just a minor purchase. You know, no, that thing is awesome. Uh, Everything you've read online about the design about, you know, don't think that it, you know, it's just plain. It's true. You get this thing in hand. You know, it looks like what a five hundred dollar console. It looks and feels like what a five hundred dollar console should feel like. This thing's solid. It looks awesome. The the top of the vent with like the green glow looks incredible. Just really really cool system. It was super. You know, it did. It was a pain. It wasn't a pain in the ass setting it up, but it took a long time. So, cool thing about it is if you already have an Xbox One, you can do a thing called network transfer where it'll use your your Wi Fi in your house. And we'll copy over all your games, all your saves, all your settings over to the new system. But unfortunately, with these next-gen games, it takes a long time. Like, I literally, I fell asleep last night waiting for everything to get copied over. I felt so bad. He was so excited to play. And then all of a sudden, it was just like going like, Yeah, it was definitely a buzzkill. Yeah, because you guys remember, you know, like pretty much starting with like the PlayStation 2 and earlier, even kind of like with the Xbox 360 and PS3. 
you could have that thing plugged in and, and playing within like an hour. But but no, this thing took a while. You know, I put in NBA 2K21. That was the the new game we got for it. Uh, that thing was 100 gigs on the install. So just a ridiculously large game that took a uh, a very long time to um, t- to install. But it is awesome. You know, I played 2K21 this morning. The NBA 2K21 for the Series X, that was actually the only game at launch that was solely produced for the Series X. Everything else is kind of just ports or like upgrades from from Xbox One and PS4. But yeah, uh, yeah, 2K21 on Series X is crazy. So anybody else on Series X or if you got the PS5 coming here today or the next couple of days, grab 2K21 if you want to show off to your friends what, what your new system can do. And then lastly, we talked about it a little bit last week, but we picked up our Popeye's Cajun turkey. You know, we've yep. been calling around. Sheena got shut down trying to get a couple of days before. So you guys know I'm the man, not only just on figure hunts, but also on food hunts. So I had to start making some phone calls. And I hooked it up at my local uh, Popeyes. I ran down the road, grabbed it, and it's currently sitting in our freezer, just waiting to get injected full of Cajun butter yeah. and uh, and served up on Thanksgiving Day. So again, if any guys looking to go a different route this Thanksgiving, head to your local Popeyes, grab that Cajun turkey. You will not be disappointed. Now, um, I got to give a little bit of a warning on this. <laughs> if you guys have listeners who are you know under the age of thirteen, maybe go fast forward about ten minutes or so to get to the quarantine and chill because. It's about to get it's about to get adult up in here for Sheena's weekly purchases. So I'll give you guys a little tease as I'm walking up yesterday. I see I cannot believe on the doorstep there's a box on the the front that says enema bucket. All right, so (laughs) that's my tease. Yeah, on my front porch as I'm walking, I'm like, oh, we got a couple packages. One of the packages says enema bucket on it, and I'll hand it over to Sheena. To explain. Oh my God. Oh, I cannot oh, believe this. Okay. Oh. Okay, you guys. I'm going to be as straightforward about this as I can. So, you, as much as I'm into, you know, wrestling and sports entertainment and all the things, like my my other passion is wellness and biohacking and health. And I, I, I geek out on all of this stuff. Like, I listen to multiple, you know, biohacker and health and wellness podcast a week. Like it's just, it's just something that I've been into for, I mean, as long as I can remember. Well, this guy that I listened to Ben Greenfield, literally for the past, probably like eight or nine years, I've, I've been listening to Ben Greenfield. Um, he, he does coffee enemas. <laughs> and so coffee enemas, it's like, they just, they're just making shit up now. They're just taking two words. It together. is not they're it's just taking two. It's like Mad Libs for health scams. They just take two words. Yeah. <laughs> And stick them together. Coffee enema. No, dude. Go to Starbucks and order that next time you go. First of of all, herbalists have been using coffee for its healing powers for, I mean, thousands of years. Okay. Like it's not, this is not a new concept. You know what I mean? Like some some Folgers up the tailpipe to get you going. (laughs) First of all, you don't use. That's part of waking up. Did you use K-Cups as well? (laughs) Oh, no. Do you use what? K-Cups. The, uh, the It is not Folgers coffee, okay? Like, you have to make sure that you get organic, um, like, coffee that's been tested for, like, mold and mycotoxins and everything, pesticides. Like, you have to get – I use a a brand called Keon. There's – you know, you can use Bulletproof. Those are all really great brands of coffee. There's coffee that's specifically designed for this purpose. Um, But it helps – So, if you're drinking it, you're fine just getting whatever they're they're serving up at Starbucks or whatever. But if it's going up your butt, make sure it's organic. No, I also – I also drink Michael. I also drink bulletproof coffee and you know Keon coffee. Like I, I like this. I'm bougie about my coffee. Okay, um, four sigmatic coffee. 
It helps with liver detoxification. It helps with, you know, skin. It helps to eliminate parasites. We live in a very toxic environment. You know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of, you know, chemicals and toxins in our food. Um, you know, just, you know, 5G. Like there's all kinds of things going on in the world that are <laughs> causing your body to be out of alignment, you know? So it, if you're taking a couple extra steps to oh. put yourself back into alignment, I don't think that's a bad thing. I, like I, I don't understand why you don't like health. Well, one, it's just ridiculous. All right. It's a coffee enema. Like, yeah, again, they're just making stuff up nowadays. And two, no, research it. They, they use absolutely zero discretion on the packaging. You know, you hear all the the ads for for like, you know, blue chew or stuff like that. It's going to be shipped in a discreet package. Nobody's going to know what it is. It's literally was shipped in a box that had coffee enema. In, or no, it had yeah, enema, enema bucket. bucket. Yeah, enema bucket was in big, bold black letters on the side of the box. So, like, you know, I, I know our mailman. You know, we have, our mailman's like a really nice guy. Like, our son, like, we'll give him hugs and stuff. And, like, we wave at him. And, you know, we have a little, you know, we're always shipping out figure stuff that we sold. So, we, we know our mailman. You know, it's not, he's not just a business associate. You know, he's an acquaintance. And now he, you know, knows that we order enema buckets to our house. Yeah, that's, uh... Dude, our, our mailman is our mailman is like sixty, probably pushing seventy years old, and he looks like he's in good health. He probably takes a little coffee up the butt too. Just, I mean, he 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 walks probably like thirty thousand steps a day delivering mail. So, I mean, he's doing something for his health. You know what I mean? So, I don't think I don't think coffee enemas are just the yeah. most out there thing. Listen, I. I, I like to experiment with things. I like to try things. Um, you know, I, I dabble in a lot of things. I don't think this isn't the craziest thing I've ever done. Would you say? Uh, on paper, it is. At least. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You're, you're lucky I wasn't like the delivery guy or like the mail guy with that. I would have knocked at the door and I would have yelled it out loud. I was like, hey, I have your animal bucket here. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm delivering her. Animal. But see, the, the funny thing about that is, is it wouldn't embarrass me. It would just embarrass Seth. Like, I don't care. I'd be like, oh, thanks, true, bro. Yeah. thanks, bro. It's stainless steel. It's, it's good stuff. You know what I mean? Like, So what's the animal bucket for? So you, you put the coffee in the bucket and then the it holds the bucket. So the bucket is stainless steel so it doesn't have you any bacteria. you shove the whole thing up your ass or what? The, you shove the bucket <laughs> up your ass? Do you, do you know, know what an enema is? <laughs> no, there's a tube There's a tube that you the coffee comes down from the bucket mm. and you just like, then it goes into your into your butt. <laughs> well, so, so I have a question. Okay. So all these cool things that, that coffee can do for you um, – by going up your butt with a tube, um, can't you just drink it and get the same type of great skin and you know clean coffee, out your inside? Coffee has a ton. There's like a ton of polyphenols. Or like there's a ton of antioxidant properties in coffee. Like coffee has a lot of health benefits on its own. Obviously, not like you know your mocha joca latte yeah. from Starbucks, but like black coffee, if it's healthy, it, it there's a lot of benefits to it. The the reason why it helps stimulate your liver is there's a nerve bundle right there on your side. So it like goes up there. The caffeine stimulates that little nerve bundle, which sends signals. I'm not going to get all nerdy on you, but sends signals to your liver to have your liver dump all of the stuff that it's been holding on to. Because your liver is like your filter. You know what I mean? So yeah. your liver filters all these Miller Lights and all these Sierra, Sierra Nevada, you know, celebrations and all the Taco Bell and shit that we eat. It helps to, you know, just cleanse out your liver so that your liver, it's just like changing the oil in your car. You know what I mean? Like if your, if your filter's all gunked up, then it's not working properly, you know? So you got to, you got to clean that filter so that it can do its job. So that's what, that's what this is for is to help stimulate that liver to go ahead and dump all that extra stuff it's holding on to, to be able to function more properly. Cause if you ain't got a good liver, I'm telling you one that you, you ain't, you ain't in good health. So 
You know, if a little coffee up the butt can clean out my my liver, I'm I'm here for it. All right. On that note, we'll wrap up Wooly Purses. I don't know if we're ever going to top that as long as we do this show (laughs) for Wooly Purses. It is now time for quarantine and chill. El idolo. All right, Quarantine and Chills, where we give you guys a recommendation for something to watch while we're still all, for the most part, uh, staying in on the weekends and everything. So first off, I think Sheena's got a, a special thank you we need to send Marco's way. Yeah, so <clears throat> while we're checking out Seth's um, you know, recommendation for Quarantine and Chill, we are going to be sipping on a little bit of the bubbly because... Uh, the MVP, Marco Denton, sent us a surprise package. I meant to say this last week and somehow it just got like overlooked in the notes. But he sent us a surprise package of two bottles of Jericho's Little Bit of the Bubbly. And I am so freaking stoked to put that on ice and try it. And- I think in Survivor Series, we bust it out. You know, we always traditionally we always celebrate. My birthday is November 24th. Yeah. We always celebrate it oh, nice. on Survivor Series. We kind of just do, you know, a nice meal and some kind of big dessert. And that's just kind of when we actually have my, you know, birthday party or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever excuse for birthday party we call it. So yeah, I'm thinking we bust out both balls of the bubbly. Our friend Jordan Wells, another Foley fan member is going to be out here visiting. So yeah, I think we, uh, we see if we can get through both those bottles during Survivor Series. Yeah, but it was in honor of our, our two year, uh, Chick Foley anniversary, Chick Foley show anniversary. Uh, Marco sent us over that gift. So Marco, I want to publicly, I've already, you know, thanked you, you know, behind the scenes, but I definitely want to give you a public thank you for that because that was just too much. It was awesome. Like I marked out a little bit when I opened the, opened the box. I mean, yeah. I mean, would you? Would you? You have to get the the best the best ass champagne for the best wrestler. One hundred percent. Yeah. This I mean, who, who, be, needs, uh, who needs Vuv when you got a little bit of the bubbly? It's actually exactly. gonna be the nicest uh, champagne I've ever drank, man. I'm, I I do enjoy champagne, but all I've ever bought for myself is just Corbell, you know, which is decent stuff. But you know, that's you know twelve dollar off the shelf champagne. So I'm really pumped to try this out and see how it is. Marco, what was your uh, quarantine and chill recommendation for this week? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, so don't forget uh, before we start quarantine and chill, it is sponsored by Enema Bucket. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Chick Fil A for. Uh, hey, if you have time to quarantine and chill, you have time order. to clean your liver. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, that'd, that'd be our cool new T-shirt on uh, pro wrestling tees, Enema Buckets. <laughs> Did you actually reach out? That'd be funny if they reach out to us. Hey, we heard you talking about uh, animal buckets on your hey, show. Listen, and, uh, I'm going to get all the Foley fam clean. <laughs> all y'all all y'all are getting clean. Remember up we used to use uh, wet fart as a thing to describe when something just didn't connect with us. I think now we can just you know send certain wrestlers or certain segments to the animal bucket from now on. Man. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I like that. I like that the, idea. The animal bucket of the week. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we usually do uh, you know podcasts, you know, recommendations or TV movie recommendations, even music we've done before, but uh, we haven't done books yet that I that I can remember anyway. So I'm gonna recommend a book um, for one of my favorite wrestlers um, right now, which is uh, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, it's called uh, The King of Strong Style, uh, 1980 to 2014. So that's um, so it's basically about his life. Um, the way it's written is pretty cool. It's written in like a interview style. So if you ever read like any like magazines like Rolling Stone or any one of those things, when they do interviews with people, you see like their name, then you see what they're saying, you see the interviewer's name. So it's that's how the books laid out, which is yeah, I've never I've seen a, that before. I've read a few like oral history books that are like that, you know. Yeah. Like, I think I did like the oral history of ESPN stuff that was that was similar style to that, what you're talking about. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, um, if you if you've seen his um on on the network, I think he did a twenty four maybe. Um, yeah, they did a documentary on him. And stuff. Yeah, I love that one, man. He's, yeah, a, really- he's a pretty interesting guy. Like, he's a he's a very like just chill dude. Um, obviously, when you see him on TV, he's like does all those crazy movements and stuff like that. But um, when you read about it, and obviously, if you've seen that documentary, he's he's a huge fan of Michael Jackson. Um, so that's why he like he kind of has like the like the if you see like his earlier gear, it was um, very thriller. Gear towards like uh, yeah, like, like thriller and, and bad and all that stuff. So um, he was a huge fan. Even his hairstyle, like um, how it's like long and stuff like that, and the yeah. movements he does. But um, yeah, the book's really uh, awesome. What's kind of the mix on it? Like, is it is it kind of like fifty fifty between the wrestling stuff and the outside the ring stuff, or like what's yeah. what's kind of the mix on it? Yeah, so it's about it's it's uh, it's basically his life and his career. Um, so like it starts off like with him as a, as an amateur grappler. So he did fight in MMA as well. I think he talks about that on that documentary. Um, the Shinkasa, um, his finishing move yeah. was actually done to him in an MMA match and it knocked him out. So someone actually hit him with that knee um, and it, it knocked him out. So he's, that's why that's his finishing move because it is a devastating move. Uh, but he was caught off guard by it uh, when he was fighting. So, um, but it talks about um, he talks about his matches with um, in New Japan with uh, Kurt Angle. Um, he faced Kurt Angle in New Japan as well as Brock Lesnar. I'm not sure if a lot of him people and, know that. Him and Brock were tag team champs at one point. Yeah, yeah. So um, and he was the youngest uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion too. Um, at one point, I'm not sure if in recent memory there is a younger one now or anyone broke that record but uh there's only, no. there's only 15 left on in stock on amazon i was looking to see if they had the audible version because i'm like if it's not an audible i don't get to, i don't get to read it anymore because uh you know just I, I either go to sleep while i'm reading uh but while i'm around the house and stuff with the kids i like to put in i'll listen to audible and listen to books and stuff this but, could yeah. be a really you know chris was right around the corner this could be a really good gift idea also guys if you got a wrestling yes. fan in your life who's also a shinsuke fan but yeah this like you mentioned that, uh, I think it was Chronicle was the documentary he had on WWE, yeah. WWE Network, and just yeah, super, super interesting guy. You know, loves to surf. I think that's kind of why he's he stayed in WWE as long as he has, even though he hasn't quite reached the heights. I think people had projected for him when he first came into NXT in 2016. I think he's just you know he's getting paid big bucks and he's getting to, to chill and just surf. You know, so uh, I've always been a big fan of Shinsuke ever since I first saw him wrestle Sami Zayn. So I'll definitely be taking a look at this book also. My recommendation was the uh, the new Mortician documentary. You know, we got the 30 Days of the Dead Man going on on WWE right now, celebrating 30 years of The Undertaker. And one part of that is they actually gave a, they did a documentary just on Paul Bearer. You know, so a lot of people yeah. don't realize that Paul Bearer kind of had a, he had a full career before he even became uh, Undertaker's manager as an actual Mortician. And then as Percy Pringle in some of the various Southern wrestling territories. Um, and he was just such a huge part of the early years of The Undertaker. You know, I think, Kind of, po- you know, once they went their own separate ways, even though Paul Bear was still involved in all the storylines, I think Undertaker was good enough to be on his own. But that original Undertaker character, when he really was like the dead man, like a zombie, he had to have somebody talking for him. Mm-hmm. And Paul Bear was that guy. And as over as he was when he first debuted, um, it really wasn't until Paul Bear came along that it really he became like a main event level act because. A lot of people have kind of just forgetting it by now that Brother Love was actually, you know, Bruce Pritchard was the Undertaker's manager for those first, I, w- I want to say maybe three or four months. And then on an episode of, uh, of you know, the the Brother Love show, they he kind of just basically sold Undertaker to Paul Bear, and that's when Paul Bear came along. But yeah, I, I definitely think that without Paul Bear being there, I'm not sh- I'm not sure if Undertaker would have made it to the top or at least made it to the top as fast as he did. So Marco, did you get a chance to check this out yet? Yeah, um, I actually um, referenced a lot of the uh, 
I think it was on something to wrestle. Um, they did a whole um, episode on on uh, Paul Bearer, Percy Pringle. So a lot of that stuff um, they talk about his earlier career and um, as a manager and as a mortician and stuff like that. So um, that was actually really awesome. And they actually, they, I like how they they you know went into like the like the man, if you want to say like himself, and as opposed to just talking about Paul Bearer the whole the whole thing. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I agree with you. Undertaker doesn't take off him with uh, without Paul Bearer. Um, he definitely needed that that mouthpiece, and um, I think even Undertaker said it on that where he's like, you know, he had he had this like dark brooding character, um, and when he did speak, he had this like low like monotone voice where you had Paul Bearer with this high pitch like you know uh, voice and stuff like that. So they no, they kind of like complement each other. Not sorry to interrupt you, man, but one thing that our uh, our German buddy said that. I think it really appeals to the international fans is the impressions. Like he specifically mentioned, I love Marco's impressions. So maybe could we get a little bit of Paul Bear action right now, man? Not to put you on the spot. Oh my God. I don't even know if I can, I haven't done a Paul Bear impression in like in ages. I think you have to have like a, knock, knock, the, knock the dust off Marco. Come on. Just, just give it, a, oh, give, us, give, give us your best one. If it's, with, if it's, it's with a, oh yeah. Listen, if, if I can talk about my bucket, you can talk about <laughs> I mean, you're comparing Paul Bear to what you, what you talked about. I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to say it. It is in his good graces. R.I.P. Paul Bear. I don't even want to say what we were talking about earlier. I'm just going to carry it around like an urn, like Paul Bear. Um, yeah. So let's see. <clears throat> let's let me let me clear throat. <clears throat> Do a stone cold clearing the voice type of thing. Um, yes, my undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That uh, was, that was pretty, pretty, that good, was pretty good, Marco. Yeah, I think you're just being modest, man. That was pretty freaking good, <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially getting put on the spot, dude. Yeah, so that was yeah, for you, Dan. Man. Yeah, for those, uh, yeah, for a little bit behind the scenes, you know, we do have like a we have like an outline, kind of like a skeleton for what our show is going to be, but uh, but that definitely wasn't in the script for Marco to bust <laughs> out a uh, Paul Bearer impersonation. Well, not prepared. I'm impressed. So we've had Enema Bucket, we've had Marco doing his best Paul Bearer. And now it is time for Random Merch of the Week. All right, Random Merch of the Week is where we scour the deep, dark corners of the internet to find you guys some of the most random pro wrestling licensed or sometimes unlicensed merchandise that's out there this segment is brought to you by our friends at pro wrestling tees so again go to pro wrestling they have all the latest aew indie wrestling legends and most importantly chick foley show gear so lots of great stuff there they're always running sales so definitely hit it up and if you want to buy some chick foley shirts that's a great way to support the show so marco talk to us about this week's random merch yeah so um i i've seen these uh floating around a lot um, in my travels, for some reason, on on eBay, they always pop up. Yeah, I've seen um, a lot through the years too. It's the first time seeing a complete set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I see like ones and twos, or sets of two, or sets of one. Um, and these ones actually have the the plastic over the uh, the heads too, as well. So let me just get to the they're they're the uh, WWF squirt heads. Have you ever heard of these? Yes, at all? Have you seen, seen these? Yeah. Are these actually by Hasbro? I, I've seen them a lot. Like you said, I've seen them a ton in people's collections and stuff, but. I never actually like paid much attention to them. Did they come as a set or were they sold individually? 
they were individually. I remember seeing these things at Toys R Us as a kid. Yeah, they were sold individually. The the company was a uh, Multi Toys Corp, I believe it was called. Um, mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't Hasbro or anything like that. But uh, yeah, they were, they were sold individually. Um, it's basically the heads of all the um, exclusive. Uh, popular wrestlers back in the 90s. So you had Big Boss Man, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Warrior, Ted DiBiase. Squirt Squad. Jake the Snake, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's not a Venom bucket joke, is it? Wow. <laughs> oh, no, Squirt Head. Did you say Squirt Head? For some yeah, reason, I thought it said Squirt Squad. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that does not sound like something you want to Google. <laughs> no, definitely don't do that. Even Squarehead, don't, don't yeah, Google that either. No, don't Google that. That's, a, that's a category you don't want to go down. Yeah, um, I do. I, the, the, it's just a – speaking of, like, they're just weird. Like, did you did you own any of these? Either one of you? Have you ever, I never like, had any of the WWF ones. I definitely had toys like these. Like, I want to say I had I had a Ninja Turtles one that the thing was – it was basically, like, in the size of, a, like, a small, like, Nerf football. But, yeah, it was same same concept. You squeeze it. Put it underwater, it sucks the water in, and then you know it's basically like a a, a lo-fi squirt gun. So I definitely yeah. these these kind of toys were big back mm-hmm. in the early nineties. Um, but I don't think I ever had any of the WWF ones. I remember seeing these at Toys R Us. I want to say they were like two ninety nine at Toys R Us, and they wouldn't even be in the wrestling section. They'd be up by like all the junk by the cash registers as you're walking out. You know, they'd have always they'd have always like the really good candy there at the checkout at Toys R Us, and then like the crappy toys. And I remember yeah. seeing these there. Um, pretty cool you know they actually is some pretty good detail the head sculpts are pretty good and they definitely make for some awesome display pieces if you had enough room for you know something like our buddy fig heels collection where if you oh, yeah. room with unlimited space i'd love to add some of these to the collection um the sculpts are kind of funny the way like the you know for lack of a term the squirt hole is it makes it look like everybody's got like, a gap <laughs> tooth or something you know but yeah. uh they're pretty cool figures, you know. I think I kind of like the Bushwhackers and the Road Warriors. The best. Road Warriors look the best, I think. I yeah. think. Yeah, you can tell. You can totally tell. I'm a mom now because I'm thinking to myself, like, like you would never get all the water out of there. You know, like bathtub toys that have whole squirt holes uh-huh. in them. You know what I mean? Like, you can't so like they, they grow mildew and like mold yeah. in there. Like, I would be like, Ooh. oh hell no! Like my kid's not having that. You know, because you you see all those horror stories online now where parents like cut their cut their kids' bath toys open and they're just like black and slimy on the inside. Oh, yeah, no, that's I, that's I all that. I can see now when I see those little squirt heads. I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, we'll definitely be posting a uh, we'll be posting a link to that in the. Um, in the Facebook group and stuff, anybody's interested in buying those on eBay. What's the, what's the price right now on those on eBay? I saw it was pretty dang high. Yeah. So it's, uh, so it's, I believe this is from Canada. Um, so it's, it's 600 Canadian, uh, us it's $459. And, and are they, they are they MOC or they're just in the bubble? They're in the bubble. Yeah. They don't have the, uh, uh the actual MOC, packaging, but they do got the bubble. So they, they, look, they look like they've been used just for display only. Um, so I'm doing a little bit of on the fly research here. It looks like they tried to bring it back during the Attitude Era. There's still there's and they're just called Squirt Heads again. So I'm assuming it's the same company. These ones just had a little cardboard tag and then they're in a little mesh net. But it was Stone Cold, Undertaker, and The Rock. Looks like the only three that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh. obviously, it looks like it died out a little bit. This is definitely something from the early '90s. You know these these style toys, uh, but pretty cool nonetheless and if you got if you got the money for it it'd definitely be a nice display piece in the collection yeah they didn't I was, they I was associated with Hasbro's. i guess just because they came out in the early 90s for whatever reason like those and same thing with the wrestling buddies even though the wrestling buddies were by tonka like i that stuff to me i always just think hasbro yeah if they were doing the attitude everyone do you think they they missed out on the uh 
Oh, the sunny one? Why would they make a sunny squared head at all? Wow. That's kind of just opportunity. <laughs> Marco. I thought I thought I was gonna have the most horrible segment of the week with the the bucket, but oh, no. Oh my boy. We're, 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 we're circling the drain now, folks. S- sunny sunny days ahead. Yeah, okay. so let's let's move on from squirting sunny head and get to. Uh, <laughs> I actually think you could find that on video from a couple years back. Uh, but Yikes. let's go to our retro wrestling recommendation. <laughs> All right, retro wrestling recommendation of the week is where. We give you guys a, re- a recommendation from years gone by, something to entertain you. So this segment is brought to you by our friends at Chalkline. Chalkline has amazing jackets, shorts, and other gear, uh, which, you know, they got a lot of modern-day stuff, but they really kind of focus on 90s and 80s nostalgia. So definitely hit up Chalkline. And, uh, again, Christmas is coming up. A lot of great gift ideas for your loved ones. So with the AEW games coming out, I want to go in a slightly different direction for our retro wrestling pick this week. And pick the uh, kind of, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse of wrestling video games. These were all on Nintendo 64. Again, widely regarded as definitely the best wrestling game engine ever made. And all four of these games still hold up. So they were WCW versus NWO World Tour, WCW versus NWO Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, and No Mercy for Nintendo 64. Marco, are, are you familiar with all four of these? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of all, all of them. Um Especially, but I mean, I love WCW versus NWO. Um, that was a great game as well. But yeah, no, definitely all every single one of those. That's why I'm super excited about the uh, AEW game that's coming out because it's going to bring back those uh, those nostalgic feels of that of that gameplay, not so much the graphics. And those games are still he- like heralded today as like the best wrestling games ever made. So that that goes to show you, uh, graphics don't always mean everything. Oh yeah, and I think the graphics still hold up too. Like I still have a working N sixty four, and I got No Mercy on there, and it doesn't look bad to me. Obviously, it doesn't look anything like WWE two K, but because it's so stylized, like the graphics, it doesn't look ugly. You know what I mean? Like I still, I still like playing yeah. that game, and the graphics don't bother me any. Um, again, yeah, these were probably the four best wrestling games ever made. If you if you adjust the scale for you know what was available at the time, technology wise, I think they're definitely the four best. Um, no mercy by that time they'd kind of perfected the engine and all the features the creative player set me personally though i played more wcw versus nwo revenge than anything else uh, that was uh that was the one i played the most had the most fun with as, as a kid i just remember that game had a huge roster like i can't remember the number off the top of my head but there were so many guys on there and i just remember me uh my friend dustin my little brother tad and our friend rc would play battle Royal, you know, where you would just run through every wrestler. And if you got eliminated, it was no big deal. Cause whoever came out next is who you'd get, you know? So you'd be hoping that you'd get, you know, Kevin Nash or Scott Hall, but sometimes disco Inferno would be who came out, you know? And yeah. I just, I remember playing, I loving that game so much. I remember that. I think that was the first one that had Goldberg on it. And he was just a beast just like he was in real life back then. And just a really, really awesome game. I still remember the intro to that with the NWO riding in on the garbage truck for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know how that uh, <laughs> made sense, but it, for whatever reason, it worked. Yeah, so even though No Mercy was the best, I, I think WCW versus NWO Revenge is the one that had the soft spot in my heart. What about you? Which one of these did you play the most? Um, Probably... Hmm. Uh, actually, I, I, I played a lot. I played all of them pretty much pretty eagerly um probably wcw versus the uh, world is probably the best the one that i played the most of mainly because it 
the like the roster on it was pretty pretty deep in that one yeah, as well. So they, they had a ton of yeah. like really well known Japanese wrestlers from from that time that would just have like a slightly different name or whatever. So they had, you know, I think they probably didn't have getting sued if they tried to do something like that nowadays, but they had a lot of guys where like you, you could go, I remember going on the internet, you know, going on like geo city sites and stuff to really yeah. yourself. <laughs> wow. And they would have, they would have wow. like roster translations, you know, like it had the name of who the character was on world tour and what wrestler it was actually supposed to represent. So yeah, yeah really fun stuff. So yeah, if you got go out, you know, Drop the money if you want. Get it working in sixty four. That's one of the best game consoles ever. And because it, it was all on cartridges, the stuff still works like a charm. You know, it's not like disc drives, like that we saw on the PlayStation line afterwards that failed. Those N sixty four systems still work perfect. Go pick one up and grab these games, and then pick up some other amazing stuff on N sixty four too. Because that wasn't just probably the the best video game system of all time for my money. Um, so that's it for retro wrestling recommendation. We're heading down the home stretch of the show now, but first. We have our listener Q&A. All right. This first question comes in from uh, good brother Bob Zegler. Thank you so much, Bob, again, for your donation to the Toy Drive. We, lo- we love you, Bob. So this one says, I'm curious your thoughts on the Legends and Undertaker 30th 30th shippers limited peg space prevents toy hunters from seeing frequent stock. But with these recent manufacturer modulars, we get a flood of product. Um, if you get there in time, he has in, in quotations, um, is it just for the holidays or might figure companies do this more often? So basically like, you know, when they put yeah. those big shippers, they're like packed to the gills, right? So there's like more space for retail. So yeah, we saw that Target did this with the most recent Legends line. Obviously, WWE's got the one coming out now with The Undertaker at Walmart. And then there was uh, Jazzwares had one. We never saw any of our local Walmarts, but I saw a lot of pics of the Jazzwares mm-hmm. one with the AEW figures and the UFC fix. So I'm a big fan of this. Hopefully they do this more and more because I, I like getting everything just dumped out there all at once, you know, because uh, you, you guys are in the the Patreon group. You guys saw last Friday, I was lucky enough to stumble upon a um, a fresh shipper that just came out of Walmart. You know, I was able to to bust that thing open and get a bunch of figures for the guy. So it's nice having everything come in all at once like that instead of just You're not waiting out for them the to yeah, put it out. Exactly. Um but I don't know. WWE has been pretty good about this. Usually a couple times a year at Walmart, mm-hmm. we'll see one right around WrestleMania time frame. Usually get one right at WrestleMania time. Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of one other staggered out throughout the they year. They did one so, for Ghostbusters. Yeah. Too. Ghostbusters had one with those rock figures. So I don't know. I don't really know enough about the business side of it to know if it makes a lot of sense for them from that standpoint to do it or if it's just something they kind of randomly do. Uh, but as a collector, I'm a big fan and I'm all for you. I, I'd say screw the... Uh, putting them up in the aisles. If they just did, you know, shippers coming out every month, that I'd be a fan of that. Yeah, same. And it's so funny to me, like, you know, I, I'm such a rule follower. I see these people like grabbing the shippers and like taking them home with them. Like I would never be able to pull that off. Like, you know, the heel husband, you know, you, you if you listen to our interview with, um, Kenny from at the call up on YouTube. Uh, Heel husband's a little bit more ballsy than I'll I do am. anything. Well, with that, well, like I said, that thing wasn't even out. They were still stocking all the stuff that was still on the pallet. And the, the one I found, it was still sealed up in the black box. Like, I first off, I ripped it open and it had the tape and I, I, just to make sure that's what it was because I saw a giant cardboard box with WWE Elite on the side. And then, yeah, then I had to figure out how to get this heavy-ass box off of the shipper to start plugging stuff for our our, our uh, Foley fan members. Marco, are you a fan of the shippers or you like the stuff just randomly showing up on the pegs? No, I'm a fan of the shippers, um, mainly because if they do get, like, that box stock of uh, figures, they can just fill the same shipper up with those True. Uh, yeah, it offers more space. I mean, mm-hmm. coming from a retail background, that's the the best thing to do. Just have that shipper out there and just refill it. Um, 
And uh, obviously when it's like packed to the gills like that, you can maybe do like two different sets at a time. So say if there's like a, a couple of sets that are already that have been out, like say like ringside already had like 81 and 82 and now it's on to 83 and 84 yeah. and the stores are just getting those two that you can actually just uh, send a shipper with both of those um, series on there and everyone can, uh, you know, get uh, obviously if you get there fast enough to get them all but uh yeah it seems like the ones hitting walmart right now are a little bit random too the one i mm-hmm. found it had a little bit of 77 a whole lot of 79 yeah. survivor series set decaded domination and the collector's undertaker yep awesome thank you bob for that question so this one comes in from jonathan rivera he says most of us were relatively young when wrestling hit its peak in the mid to late 90s. Although I remember watching Nitro, ECW, WWE's Attitude Era, I didn't really savor it because I was 6 to 10 years old during that period. My question for each of you is, given all the current metrics and factors, viewership, social media, COVID, shorter attention spans, you know, product overexposure, a lack of original storylines and megastars, do you think wrestling has passed its prime entirely, or do you think a resurgence to previous popularity levels and future boom periods are future, are future possibilities? How much will it depend on new leadership for WWE, as in someone other than Vince? Just curious about uh, the opinions of fellow lifelong fans. So I'll take this one and, you know, cut me off if I get going too long because I could really talk all day about this. So, yeah, one, um, no, I would say wrestling didn't peak in the 80s or the attitude era. It may have peaked mainstream, but I think wrestling was at its peak right before the pandemic. You know, um, I think the pandemics obviously kind of put the whole world really in limbo, but so let's take that out of the equation. Let's talk about wrestling before that. So first off, you got two major promotions with WWE and AEW all over TV. WWE's on network TV for the first time ever. That never happened. That didn't happen in the 80s, and that didn't happen in the Attitude Era, where WWE's getting two hours weekly on network television. All right, so that's already a first. And then furthermore than that, just with all the technology we have available nowadays, you know, all the indie wrestlers have Twitter, have Instagram, they have YouTube channels. The indie promotions have YouTube channels where they can sell their shows and stuff and promote themselves. There's just way more awareness of everything that's happening out there in the wrestling world. There's something for everybody. Wrestling fans have never had as much choice as um, as they have nowadays. You know, again, this is all pre-pandemic because things are kind of at a standstill right now. But, you know, if you didn't like what WWE's doing, go watch AEW. You don't like what AEW's doing either. You got NJPW. You know, we have more access to New Japan than we've ever had. Um, you're an old school fan that likes the old school feel. You get NWA on YouTube every week. You know, that this is stuff that wouldn't have even been possible back in the 90s or even the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so much choice out there, so much availability that they were at a peak now. Now, will we ever have the mainstream numbers like they had during the 80s natural era? No. And that's because nothing has numbers like that anymore. You know, no TV. If you look at like the, the ratings for the top TV shows in the 90s compared to now, it's just mind-boggling the drop. And that's because there's so many more options, you know? Back, back then, you had whatever was served up by your um, cable provider. That's what you had to pick for entertainment. But now, you got what's you got what's coming on TV. You got Netflix. You got HBO Max. You got Amazon Prime. It's just that you got YouTube. You got just, you know, also, playing around you on have, your phone on social media. You have the ability to not watch it live, too. When we were, yeah. gro- when we were growing up, if you missed Raw, you missed Raw. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. there was no, there was no YouTube highlights. Like, you know, you couldn't go and um, search social media or, or, you know, DVR it or watch it on Hulu. Like it, it just was gone. So I think now, you know, there's no urgency to watch it. So the numbers aren't going to reflect that. Yeah. So if you yeah. wanted, you know, if you're just looking at the viewer numbers, yeah, it's never going to be what it was. That's just not going to happen. But, um, you know, David, I, I think what it is, you may have a smaller 
uh, amount of people that are watching wrestling than maybe it was in the 80s and 90s. But I think the people that are watching it are more passionate or more invested than they've ever been. Um, and so, again, I would, you know, it, it, I know it comes off as kind of like a hot take, but I think wrestling was at its peak in in 2019, just based off yeah. of all the options and the availability yeah. that's out there. I don't know yeah, if you guys have that's any, a, uh, anything yeah, to add in on that's that. That's a mic drop. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really have anything to add. And I think, I think, you know, he's what you're kind of alluding to is that you know, the, like just like the the feel of everybody watching the same thing because there was only you know two dogs in town. You know, there was WWF and there was WCW that were yeah. prime time viewing. You know, but now like like Seth said, you can watch whatever the hell you want whenever you want. So the wrestling audience is more spread thin. They're a little bit more watered down throughout all the different promotions and viewership and things like that. So you're not going to have everybody watching Monday Night Raw or everybody watching you know AEW. Like people are going to be watching different things, whatever suits their their recommendations, you know, or their preferences. I mean, um, so yes. yeah, I, I think, so, I mean, I totally agree. What do you think, Marco? Yeah. I'm going to jump in real quick and, uh, just to piggyback off of what Seth said. Yeah, definitely. I don't think, I don't think it's at a low at all with, with, uh, with, uh, people watching wrestling at all. I think, I think it's basically right now, um, where TV isn't the main medium of watching wrestling. There's so many different avenues of doing it. I don't think you can gauge the, the uh the viewership off of tv anymore when it comes to wrestling there has to be a new way uh for them to to gauge um what people are watching and how they're consuming wrestling because you can watch it on twitter if you wanted to uh you can watch it on youtube you can watch it on uh just a regular streaming site that's you know just showing clips and stuff like that so they have to there, there has to be a new way of uh gauging viewership when it comes to when it comes to uh, watching uh, you wrestling, know, WWE they love to plug their social media. They're like, we have two million YouTube subscribers. You know what I mean? Exactly. So like, every, uh, that's one of the things to look at. You know, aside from TV, every time there's a pay per view, WWE is at the top of the trending topics on Twitter, like without fail. Like, true. So that's true. Creating a buzz. Exactly, and, and like when, when you know, week to week, when it's like with AEW and NXT, and it's like AEW has this many viewership, and oh, NXT is, I don't know, it's 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 caving, but who knows? We don't know if NXT's viewership, if the people that are watching NXT are watching it on TV. Yeah. Maybe they're consuming it a different way. Maybe they're watching it on like on Hulu. Maybe and they're watching can, it. You can follow. You can follow NXT or AEW without actually watching it. I can't yeah, tell you how many times how many times I have like I have just caught up on Raw on Twitter or you know by by watching highlights or you know watching exactly like listening to like listening to a podcast. Like there's times that I haven't had time to actually sit down and watch the show, but I'm still keeping up with the product and I'm still keeping up with what's going on, but just not in front of the TV. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. So it's it, that, that was a really great question, Jonathan. Thank yeah, you. That was a good one, man. Like, I feel like we could almost do like a, a whole special bonus episode, breaking down all the different issues. <laughs> of that. Like, yeah. That's why I, I had to give you guys a warning before I gave in. Cause yeah, I, I could talk about that kind of stuff for, for hours. So yeah, thanks John. A really great question, man. Yeah. So our next question comes in from Jason, uh, Jason Koenig. He says, what NXT UK figs, you guys want to see next and i have a few that i that i'm i'll let you take this one away i i I can't lie if the one thing i probably spent the least amount of my you know uh bandwidth on is probably nxt uk which i know i'm wrong for but uh because i i love that style i really i really do but i just i have not been able to find the time to 
since it restarted back up, I've not been able to find the time to get into it. So she's going to take it away and yeah. I'll kind of just give my thoughts on you guys' picks. So I, I would love to see the Coffee Brothers, Joe and yeah, Mark Coffee, like big, big dude season. I just, you know, you know, I love a big yep. beef, a big beefy figure, you know. <laughs> Joe that had the match with Pete Dunn at TakeOver? Yes. Yeah, that yes. Was, I, I love that match so much. That like 35 minute match they had was yes. freaking awesome. So, right so Walker good. Um, yeah, and Mark Coffee, he's one half of the NXT UK Tag Team Championship. Um, yeah. Also, Ilya Dragunov. He just had yeah, a definitely. banger of a match with Walter and he's so toyetic, like with the red eyes and like, he's, I don't know. I, he just really, uh, I would love to have a figure. Um, Jordan, I would say, want to say I would like to have one of Jordan Devlin, but I think he's kind of one of those guys that had some like problematic issues in the, earlier in the year. And I heard some people were like, you know, not high on Jordan Devlin. So, but I mean, if, if it, for whatever reason they get that worked out, um, I wouldn't mind having a Jordan Devlin fig. Yeah. He'd, uh, Dave Mastiff, yeah, yeah, Dave Mastiff. Say him, uh, he's like a throwback as well. Uh, Trent Seven definitely deserves a uh, a figure sure. at some point. Yeah. And we need um, Tyler Bate too. We need him and and Trent Seven in like the the UK the British strong style jackets mm-hmm. and stuff, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you go with the ladies uh, too. He's a little bit lacking on his uh his elite. I, I wasn't really happy with that one. Yeah, um, you have the ladies. So you have Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray. Uh, she definitely Piper deserves, Nevin. Piper Nevin. Piper yeah, Nevin. she definitely deserves a figure at some point. Um, yeah, does it? Does it? We could go on and on. Eddie, I, I like Eddie Dennis too. Um, mm-hmm. Flash uh, for, he'd be cool. And, yeah, Andrews and Webster. Yeah, there's that. I'd, I'd say that whole like roster. You can pretty much do like a whole line. Um, and like NXT UK elite line. I would, if, lo- if I would love to. just like NXT UK yeah. elite line. So I need yeah. to make a little bit more time for him. I was doing, I was doing good on watching it every week. Um, you know, kind of back before they, they went on hiatus and stuff, but yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of, I think AEW dark has kind of been getting my, uh, like that's my background viewing. Cause I used to rotate between like NWA power, NXT UK and AEW dark, but I just haven't been able to work NXT UK back in the rotation. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, any any one of them definitely they they should uh, consider that if you if you're listening, Bill, uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. NXT UK line. Give us some, give us some awesome like black and white packaging. I think that would just be really really freaking awesome, or some yeah, really definitely. ornate packaging. You know yeah. what I mean? Kind of like the um, the arena where they wrestle. I can't think of the name of it right now. What's the the name? Right, of it? The Car- the Car- is it Carnival? It's a BP Sports, so. BT Sports Arena. Oh, they got a few or, different yeah. places they've been at. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, yeah, I, I would be stoked for a UK line. So thank you, Jason. Um, Josh Basco, he asks, what's our favorite Thanksgiving side dishes are? We talked about that last week. We're, we're oh, stuffing. Yeah. Marco and I are stuffing. Um, team stuffing, and then um, Seth is a gravy man. You well, know? that was best dish overall. We were oh. doing best dish overall. So, so we're all team stuffing. Let's, let's everybody pick their next one. So if you didn't pick, besides stuffing, besides what would you stuffing, I would have to say my next favorite um, Thanksgiving side. Oh, it's not it's not really a Thanksgiving side because it, you can eat it anytime. But I feel like the macaroni and cheese at Thanksgiving has a little more pizzazz to it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's got a little more fat, a little more. It's like mac yum and cheese. Yum. It's like WrestleMania mac and cheese. Yeah, you know? yeah. It wrestles on every show all year round, but you got to bring something special. Yeah, you got to bring something special to the table when you get the the rest the Thanksgiving mac and cheese. Yeah, Mark. I'm a cranberry sauce. You God, I go love with cranberry the sauce too. Cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce is an accessory, though. It is not a side item on its own. Because you could, like, I, I, like, I, like, to dip, I like to dip the roll in the cranberry sauce. I like to dip yeah. 
the stuffing in the cranberry sauce. Yeah. I use it to accessorize all of my Thanksgiving pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's something for me. I'll eat it by itself if I have to. So. Okay, are you like are you like a bougie cranberry sauce person? Like, do you like like the little berries and like you know? Or do you, are you like are you a canned? Oh, a bit canned, canned all day. Marco, I feel like you and I are soulmates. I feel like <laughs> this is why the prediction championship is we're just always going to guess the same. You know, <laughs> because we are soulmates. I am a canned cranberry sauce person too like i, I, I like a, i like a good bougie you know cranberry sauce but if i'm yeah. just if i'm just choosing i want it refrigerated i want it in slices you know kind of, yeah, it's sad if i like it's always like oh they bought the can- cranberry sauce and it's like actual cranberries and i'm like oh well like, i guess no, i'll eat this i want the gel <laughs> i want this like you know this cranberry schmear you know i want to see the shape of the can i want you to just i want the cut rib- it open and I just want- plop it I want it ribbed for my pleasure, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right, we're going to have to throw a uh, R rating. We're going to have to throw an explicit uh, label. <laughs> Apple iTunes about to flag this episode. So, so again, apologies. Uh, to me. You know, I know, we actually do. I know we, for a fact, we have a lot of people that listen with their kids and stuff. So apologies. But hey, you know, it's a little bit of adult sense of humor. Never hurt anybody. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a... Uh, uh, a hot take here. I'm going away from the carbs that are kind of standard for your Thanksgiving size. I'm going with the deviled eggs. I think that, Oh yeah. I think the Ooh, one okay. thing, uh, yeah. so now deviled eggs, they, they got, you know, a, a low floor and a high ceiling. So they could be really crappy if somebody does put the effort into it, but a really well executed deviled egg could really set the meal off. You know, it's just a nice little palate cleanser, you know, cause everything else has kind of got the same flavor. You know, you got a lot of savory stuff on mm-hmm. your Thanksgiving plate and then you just got this nice, tangy bite to kind of just reset the palate, you know, before you go in for your next round around the bend. Um, so I, I'm going with deviled eggs for my favorite side dish. Deviled eggs are good. They got to have, they got to have a little bit of texture. You can't have your deviled eggs too smooth. You got to put a little, you know, a little relish in there, a little pickle juice and not, and not squish the, the yellows up to where they're like super, super smooth. You know, you got to have a little bit of like texture in there, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm here for a deviled egg. Got to be some high tang. I don't want the, I've had some deviled eggs that come across kind of sweeter. I want a lot of tang on my deviled eggs. Some people put sugar in their deviled eggs. Yeah. Not yeah. a fan. I, I like no. the tangy. Salty, <laughs> salty, peppery, pickly deviled egg. Are right, you got anything else for Sheen or is that it for this um, Last one. This is actually a good, a good one. This is also from Josh Basco. He says in honor of 30 years of the undertaker, what is your favorite and least favorite version of The Undertaker? So my favorite is definitely like Black and Purple Taker after he came, basically from the time when he came back at SummerSlam 94 like up that. through uh, SummerSlam 96 when Paul Barry turned against him. You know, when he was rocking the Black and Purple, he had the stretch where he had the, uh, the you know, the Phantom mask on after Mabel broke his face. Even though that wasn't necessarily the most successful run for The Undertaker, he was never world champ during that time frame. I just loved it. I don't know. Uh, something about just the color scheme. And I think just the time of my life when I was watching wrestling. And that was my little brother's favorite wrestler. I still remember going into Royal Rumble 96. Bret Hart was defending the world championship against Undertaker. And like my, I, I still remember this. When they announced the match, my mom was like upset about it because she just knew that me and my little brother were going to be fighting for the next month over who was going to win you know and i think that the match ended up in a dq so so nobody had to have their feelings hurt but yeah i just remember how hyped me and my brother were for that and uh yeah so i i, I think that when the mid 90s black and purple undertaker was my favorite least favorite um probably biker taker you yeah, know just because not that there was anything wrong with it. I think he had some good matches. Uh, I don't think there's really a bad version of Undertaker, but that one was the least, the one that connected the least with me was Biker Taker. So, yeah, I go mid 90s Undertaker for my favorite. Marco? Yeah, I have to agree. Huh. Um, yeah, but I mean, 
Let me think. I, actually, I mean, I do love the purple taker. Um, I do love original uh, gray taker. But uh, yes. I'll probably say ministry. Definitely yeah, ministry, ministry taker was my, my that's favorite. That's my honorable mention. Yeah, ministry was awesome. Because um, he, yeah, he was, he was scary, actually. <laughs> he was actually, uh, Pretty he, he embraced that evil, like the real evil side um, of the Undertaker. And there was like, I remember there was a Raw episode. I, I don't think you can watch it on the network. You can probably find it on YouTube where they like drank blood and all that stuff. They had like a, they had a, like a, um, I think it was a who it was, I think it was Midian. I think they were yeah. They were, he was recruiting people in the ministry. He had the acolytes and Midian. Yeah. Um, so like, and he was just like he was just doing some really like freaky satanic type of things on there. He had Steve Austin strung up on the freaking crucifix or whatever, and then he had uh, remember when he was going to marry Stephanie. Marry Stephanie. Yeah, exactly. And, he, and Paul Bear was so around too. He had the he shaved his mustache too, which was kind of. That was kind of jarring for me as well. I was like, what the hell is going on right ministry, now? Yeah, yeah, the ministry was really, really cool until they revealed that the higher power was Vince McMahon. And it was yeah, it was me, Austin. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was thing, one yeah. of the all-time letdowns, man. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, least favorite, pro- definitely, probably American Badass Undertaker. I mean, like you said, it, it, I think it was it was cool uh, for the Attitude Era because, like, you know, he, he definitely needed, like, a change um, in his uh, in his in his character and stuff like that. But and you got to see like more of like a human side of the undertaker too, which isn't a bad thing as, as well, but um, you kind of miss that mystique of, uh, of the undertaker and, and what he represented and stuff like that. But, but yeah, I don't think there's a bad undertaker at all. I think there's just ones yeah. that like, you don't really care for at the time, but I mean, he's in my, he's in my top five. So yeah, I can't, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think we need a Paul Bearer double deep, double wide impersonation to take us out of this. Uh, oh my god, my my throat's like killing me right now. Come on, <laughs> with everything, with all the uh, with all the NC seventeen stuff, you guys been talking about again for our listeners. Remember, you guys haven't heard any of that stuff coming out of my mouth tonight. All right, so that's all, Marco and Sheena. But yeah, I think a double deep, double wide would be the perfect way to end this episode. A double deep. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god! The casket for Kamala. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah. I can't even. I don't know if I can do it right now. <laughs> Let's see. Uh. Oh yes, my Undertaker. He's gonna get you, Kamala. Oh yeah, that hit him a bucket. It's waiting for you, Kamala. It's waiting for you. Oh yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. All right. Find the post on social media. All right. You can find Paul Bear on Twitter at Chick Foley Show. You can find myself and my bucket at Chick Foley on Instagram. Uh, and if you're interested in following the Heel Husband, I'm going to give the Heel Husband a plug too. Find him over at Seth Phelps on Instagram. All right. Check us out on Patreon at ChickFoleyShow.com. Episode 102 is in the books.